Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why Distilled water is pure water. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pet floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, and service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. There's no special care. It's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that that floor of Houston Tedfloor.com. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. 
Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead. Make my day. yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness he may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on current news and events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I don't even know how to tell you guys. I don't know where to begin with this thing. I, I am pretty stoked today. All of you unbelievers out there who said, no, it can never happen. Well, it did. To quote Nigel Farage, when Donald Trump started this race, you laughed at him. Charles Krauthammer said he was a clown. Glenn Beck made fun of him. But they're not laughing now, are they? My God, I've been listening this morning to uh, the Clinton News Network. It's a combination between an insane asylum and a funeral. The ashen looks on their faces as they realize that no matter how hard they work, no matter how many lies they told, they lost. They lost. They lost big. I have been a true believer since the beginning. I said in the early, early, early days of the election, if Donald Trump gets in this thing, I am going to vote for him. Well, he did. Yes, I gave money to Ted Cruz. I gave Ted Cruz a lot of money. But in the end, it looked like Ted Cruz is pretty much in it for Ted Cruz, and nothing else really mattered. Sad but true. Nobody believed in Donald Trump. I've I've gotten phone calls this morning before the show. I've gotten, and we are broadcasting live. It is a big day here in Houston, Texas. Raging Elephants Radio and American Voice Radio. But I've gotten phone calls, I've gotten texts from people, I mean, just just an incredible string. People I haven't heard from in over a year texted me this morning. My buddy Steve Standridge said, uh, it's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. It is morning in America again, guys. It's morning in America again. I am just so stoked. I'm absolutely so excited. It's just hard for me to get over this. I mean, this is what I believed in. This is what I worked on. Now, a lot of you guys 
you regular listeners to Raising Elephants Radio, you know exactly what we've been doing. Me, Ray Myers from the Kaufman County Tea Party, we went to Wisconsin. Fifteen of us went to Wisconsin. We worked our hearts out. It was a two-day drive up in a very uncomfortable van. We got there. We hit the ground running. I mean, we got off that van, got out of that van, got in our hotel rooms, and immediately there was a conference call with the mighty Texas Strike Force and all of the other Trump campaigns across the United States, of which the mighty Texas Strike Force was without a doubt the most important. Yet, all of that being said, amazing, incredible, incredible stuff. Just incredible stuff happened here. We're going to try to get live on Facebook also today. I think that's working. So we got out of that van up there in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and we began to work immediately. Nobody believed we could do it. I can tell you that the Republican Party and Oshkosh, first of all, they didn't even really know we were coming. So they were a little surprised, yeah. So uh, we got that going for us. But we got out the next day. We started knocking on doors. I myself walked the streets and knocked on doors in the morning and then did the radio show in the afternoon. We had dozens of people up there making phone calls. And Mike and Susan, oh, man, Mike and Susan, what troopers they were. I think Mike at one day made 3,000 phone calls in a single day. The poor guy, he was hoarse. Worked his heart out, but Wisconsin went red for the first time in decades. Why? Because Texans believed it was possible. And we went up there, and with the help of the local Wisconsin folks, we were able to make this thing happen. And that's what it took, and that's what we did. So we went up there, we worked our hearts out, we took Wisconsin red, and then last night I got a, uh, I got a text from one of my uh, clients, and he said, wow, it looks like it's all going to hinge on Wisconsin. I so appreciate you guys going up there and doing what you did. Well, we did it. My daughter-in-law sent me a text this morning thanking me for doing what I did, and I replied to her, yes, the real reason I did it, though, my grandchildren. I did it for my grandchildren. I've got 10 of them. I love them dearly. None of them got to vote this election. Their votes were not counted. Well, why? Because they're juveniles. That's okay. We'll accept that. But the point is, I was doing it for them. Nobody believed in the mission that we were working on. My good buddy Scott Ford said, no way, no way Donald Trump wins this. We're going to have a Hillary Clinton presidency. Well, Scott, if you're out there, call in on the show today, okay? And the, the call-in number on the show today, 281-856-8367, 281-856-8367, if you want to be on the amazing Doc Green Show, Raging Elephants Radio. We are the rebellious voice of Texas liberty. And there it is, guys. Donald Trump has pushed it over. Now, here's what was amazing about last night. You know, you're watching the, you're watching the race. As soon as California's got 10% of the vote in, they called it for Clinton. 
Florida's got 97% of the vote in, and they still won't call it for Trump. <laughs> These guys were, they were hanging on by their claws to the last second. Oh, yeah. And, and even then, I'm, I'm watching the CNN coverage. And up to the last minute, I mean, Whip Blitzer at what point? Well, Hillary can still win this thing. She can still do it. All the votes haven't been counted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why? They couldn't call this thing for Trump because it was just unbelievable. Is it how is it possible someone who is running on a platform like Donald Trump a much more conservative platform than, say, Paul Ryan, a much more conservative platform than, say, John the Clown McCain. There's, how is this possible? I was a poll judge yesterday. Maybe you can see, for those of you that are watching on uh, on YouTube and Facebook, you can see my little uh, lapel pen there. And uh, I was working on the campaign yesterday. I was the poll judge of 709. And for those of you that heard my show yesterday, you probably figured out by now, uh, there's a little satire going on there. <laughs> I can't wait for the cops to bust down the doors. Didn't happen. But I was a poll judge. I had an excellent, excellent staff over there. We worked very hard. Yesterday, we ran what I would have to call a perfect election. We had one person that got a voting number that did not vote. That was the only hiccup all day, just one. And we got there, well, in in the case of me and my uh, Democrat assistant judge, Annie Shugart, we got there late uh, Saturday. We set up all of our equipment, so that, or late Monday night, we set up all of our equipment so that we would be ready to go on Tuesday morning, and the crew showed up. And I just, I'm so grateful to all of them. They came out there. They worked hard. It was smooth as silk. We didn't have a single person that needed to have the, uh, the form filled out that the reason I don't have an ID is because I'm just too stupid. No, we didn't even have one. Not even one. Everybody came. Everybody had IDs. Everybody was ready to vote. Everybody had a voter registration card. I mean, we had a couple of people who showed up, wanted to vote, but they weren't registered. They admitted they were not registered. And so they were unable to cast a vote. But it was perfect. Nobody got upset. There was no screaming. There was no yelling. Everybody went in and did their job. I had a few Democrats that left uh, campaign literature in the polling place, uh, which is illegal. Uh, but I found it. Usually within five to ten minutes of them leaving, I would go through and I'd scan the booths, and I would find this uh, you know, Democrat literature, and I'd pull it out and throw it away. Uh, the ultimate vote, we we had Donald Trump ahead last night uh, by, I don't know, I guess around 20% by the time we finished our polls. And so that was good. Uh, the sad part is we did not apparently elect any libertarians last night. This really bothered me because I would love to have seen some libertarians on the Supreme Court. I would love to have seen a Kathy Glass on the Texas Supreme Court. Uh, didn't happen. I have... I have not yet heard from Scott Ford, so I don't know if he won his race last night. He should have won his race because, let's face it, drunken Dan Huberty is an affront to every Christian and uh, every honest uh, conservative out there, but that didn't happen. But the point is, this is a great day for America, and this is a great day for Texas. Now, the next thing we have to do, because it's a great day for Texas, because Donald Trump won this election... We have to get to work on Texas independence. I 
And I am hoping you, my listeners, will spend the next two years getting started even today making phone calls and working on Texas Independence because we have been given a slight reprieve, guys, just a slight one. But we've been given the slight reprieve to reap the benefits of a Donald Trump presidency, and now we must use that time well. We cannot afford to wait for it to go south. We cannot afford to wait for the voter fraud to kick in in two years and have the entire House and the entire Senate go Democrat because they're afraid of Donald Trump. We have got to start working now on Texas independence. We've got two years to get it done. For all of the naysayers out there, all of the guys who told me that Donald Trump could never be president, I am calling on you now. You didn't believe it when I told you we were going to have a Donald Trump presidency. I'm calling upon you now to believe it when I tell you we will have Texas independence. The great Republic of Texas shall rise again. We will replace all of the failed leadership in there. We're not going to have any Greg Abbott's in our leadership here in our free and independent Texas. We're not going to have any Dan Patrick's in our free and independent Texas. We're going to have new leadership. We're going to have guys like, you know, maybe Jonathan Stickland should be one of those guys. Maybe that's one that we should count on. Maybe we should have a a Pastor Terry Holcomb as one of those guys. Maybe we should have a Seal Edwards as one of those guys. How about a Tanya Robertson as one of those guys? This is what we need to see in a free and independent Texas. Tommy Attaway, yeah, Tommy Attaway would would make a fabulous president of Texas. If you haven't read his book yet, We Defy, I implore you to get it done now. And the sequel is coming out, and I've I've gotten an advanced copy of the sequel. Let me tell you what. Ha, <laughs> ha! It is awesome. It's rocking. So you're going to want to get that as well. Meanwhile, we are broadcasting from the Self-Defense Fund studios right here in Houston, Texas. It is morning in America again, reminiscent of Ronald Reagan's days, but I say with greater importance, because today, Donald Trump, as a president-elect, God rest him, I mean, God protect him, please. And give him some rest, because he, he's undoubtedly worked himself. In, in, I mean, just amazingly, how, how hard he's worked himself. So let's pray for him. In fact, you'll join me in prayer right now. Father God, you are the creator of the universe. You have heard the prayers. You have heard the cries of your people. And Father God, I am imploring you. I'm begging you now. I'm pleading your blood to cover Donald Trump and all of his family and to keep them safe until he is able to take office in January. Father God, I'm asking you to give us strength, to let us not forget who we are as Texans, as Americans, to let us not forget who we are and to stand up for what is right. Jesus, I have asked you many times, how long should we wait to right a wrong. Well, a great wrong has been done to America. We are now on our way to righting that wrong. And Jesus, I'm just asking you to strengthen us and make us able to do these things. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Oh, yeah. I hope you prayed that with me. There's a lot going on here, guys. I'm just, I'm just totally ecstatic. I do believe that happy days are here again. 
Haven't had a chance to check into the chat room today. I don't know who who all is in there. But we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to make all this stuff happen here on the Major Green Show. Morning in America. As you know, this is the final stage. Oops, wrong song. But anyway. Morning in America, guys. I want to thank you for being here. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Texas Specialties is in a little town of 1,000, Three Rivers, Texas. Texas Specialties is a small family business in a town where treating people right is a way of life. The Stubbs family, Texas Specialties, started out doing high-quality T-shirts for Texas music scene bands at affordable prices. Everything, the design, the artwork, the printing, accepting minimum orders, even selling T-shirts for the bands online. And now they bring that experience to you anywhere in Texas. Texas Specialties can do the same for any small business, for teachers, for schools, dance classes, athletic teams, clubs, and anyone needing good quality screen printing at an affordable price. The Stubbs family loves to work with ideas and the people who have them. Your experience with Texas Specialties will be excellent. Anything less just will not do. Call 361-784-2052. 361-784-2052. Click Texas. Texas Specialties. Add on RagingElephantsRadio.com. Laramore Media Group is committed to helping conservative candidates run for and win elected office. Running for office requires more than just desire. It requires expertise. Crystal Laramore is that person. She has helped many candidates make it past the finish line. Congressman Dr. Brian Babin says, I would highly recommend their services to anyone in politics or business who wants to have a professional edge in a competitive world. Call 281-332-5710 or email news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Automobile aficionado, Apostle Claver here. Let me introduce you to my mechanic, an ASC-certified mechanic, Andre at America's Repair in Houston. Now, you guys know I'm a former, fully-sponsored race car driver, and I own a high-performance auto. You bet I'm particular about who even touches my car. I go to America's Repair to get all my auto work done, and you should, too. Andre has served Spring Branch and all of Houston for over 20 years. America's Repair will match or beat any competitor's price. All repairs come with a one-year, 12,000-mile warranty. America's Repair is a complete car care and repair center. State inspection, muffler and exhaust work, wheel alignment, brake work, tune-ups, engine transmission work, auto body and paint, great deals on oil change and AC checkup. America's Repair accepts all extended warranties. 2005 North Gessner, one mile north of Memorial City Mall in the Katy. Wednesday is Senior Citizen Discount. Thursday, Active Military Discount. Call 713-467-2001. 713-467-2001. AmericasRepair.com. Or click the ad on RagingElephantRadio.com. Hello, I'm Wilcox with Houston. 
We in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished. And we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with pet floors. He came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily. And when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge and the doctor is in doc green RagingElephantsRadio.com and also AmericaVoiceRadio.com. Glad to have you guys here. Hope you are enjoying this day. I'm going to try to find out if i got anybody in the chat room yet. I, I've just been slammed, swamped. Last night I got home after the polls about 10 o'clock, and we were just, uh, well, we were just absolutely beat. That's what we were. But uh, nonetheless, we're here today. We uh, Normally I do my show every day from 1 to 3. And then you get it taped delayed here. But today, this is such an important day that I felt it absolutely necessary that we do this. And so uh, we're doing it right now, and I'm trying to get live on uh, Facebook here, or at least find myself live on Facebook here. Get that out of here. The Doc Green Show. And, of course, don't forget, you could join my Facebook page. Just uh, look up Amazing Doc Green Show and join the group there. We'd love to have you as part of uh, part of the Amazing Doc Green Show radio show. We're doing that, and I'm waiting. If anybody wants to call in and be on the show today, 281-856-8367. Otherwise, I shall just continue on looking for my live broadcast here. And that looks like it right there. Yeah, that looks like it right there. So we're going to make that happen. Live on the Doc Green Show. Make sure that the uh, audio is off. Beautiful. Ah, there we are. Yeah, we do have some folks in the chat room today. Roddy View is in there. We got Cheryl uh, Gonzalez in there. We got Steve Malloy in there. We got Jason in there. Good to see you guys. Glad to be a part of the show today. Glad to be alive today. It is, without a doubt, morning in America again, guys. You can tell by my hat, for those of you watching on Facebook, that it is morning in America. So uh, picking up where we left off, 
Paul Ryan is now speaking. Uh, he doesn't look very excited to me. And, of course, the reason he's probably not very excited is Paul Ryan's days are numbered. Paul Ryan will not be the Speaker of the House. Paul Ryan, at very best, should just resign at this point, quite frankly, and they should have fresh new elections. Uh, one of the reasons why I say that is because uh, while I was up in uh, Wisconsin, where his, that is his home state, while I was up in Wisconsin, I got to tell you, there wasn't anybody that I talked to that thought uh, Paul Ryan was doing a very good job for Wisconsin. It's sad, but true. So Bobby Ritter, good to see you in there. Bobby Ritter with Rage Against the Regime. So once again, call in number 281-856-8367. But we are here. We are live. Now, Donald Trump is the president-elect. We are now entering the scariest period of my lifetime. Joe Bob, good to see you, buddy. The very scariest period of my lifetime we are entering. There is nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal, particularly if that animal is vicious, and that animal has been gravely wounded, and that animal is now fighting for its life. There's nothing, nothing more dangerous than that. Well, that is our current president, Barack Insane Obama. I expect, over the next few days, amazing things to come out. First of all, I fully expect that Barack and St. Obama will pardon Hillary Clinton and all of her minions, Huma Abedin, all of them. They will all be pardoned. And there's nothing you can do about a presidential pardon. Once it's been given, it's been given. Remember Donald Trump, I mean, remember uh, Mark Rich, who was uh, pardoned by Bill Clinton on his last day in office. We expect to see this. James Stanzak just joined up in there. Dean Kramer. Yeah, Dean. Dean's my buddy. So uh, we expect to see this. What else do we expect to see? Well, you've got to understand that a wounded animal does not give up. It does not go quietly into the night. No, a wounded animal will do anything to save its own life. So I furthermore expect to see, oh, there's my lovely wife. She is tuned in. I fully expect to see... Something amazing happened during the next 90 days. World War III? Eh, maybe. Could, could happen. You guys have heard that spot. I may, I'll probably play it again this morning at some point. But Donald, Donald Trump is a threat to these guys. Now, the Mexican street, contrary to popular belief, was rooting for Donald Trump. I have that on solid authority. My, busty Ron, my buddy Rusty Monsies, who calls in here on a regular basis, and he may call in today, they have unilaterally worked for Donald Trump down there in Mexico. They want Donald Trump to build that wall. Why do they want that wall built? Because the drug cartels right now are currently ruining their lives. The drug cartels and their willing accomplices in the... Uh, uh, in Justice Department, you know, Eric the Wiener Holder and uh, Loretta with her lynch mob. Yes, those guys are firmly ensconced and in bed with the Mexican drug cartels. And they have worked with the Sinaloa drug cartels to get rid of all of their competition. American dollars, American guns, American legal support in bed with the Sinaloa drug cartels. And where do I get that information? I get that information from a trial that was held two years ago where they said that uh, they had been promised guns and money from the Injustice Department 
in order to support their efforts to eradicate the other drug cartels. Now, I don't know how you like that, but that's just the way that it is. Yes, James, build that wall. James Stanzak's in there. We need to build that wall. We're going to do it. Bobby Ritter said, uh, once I'm in, I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and post the number here for you, 281-856-8367 is the number. Now, because I'm running live in the studio today and I do not have the support, uh, I can only take one call at a time. One call at a time. But we're going to take those calls that come in. Julie. All right. My third favorite redhead, Julie Stearns. God love you. Yes, text it. We have one. <laughs> Kate Beecham. Guess what day it is? <laughs> it's Trump Day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've got a giddy. I'm kind of excited. For one thing, I'm sleep deprived, guys. I haven't had a good night's sleep now, and good Lord, who knows? And the calls are coming in, so let's try to get these in here. And uh, on the newsmaker line, who do I have there? Doc, it's me, Sam. How are you? Sam Bravenick. Hey, good to hear from you, buddy. So are you excited today or what? I'm excited. We have so much to do, so little time, but uh, I'm thinking... The DOJ and the FBI has some extracurricular activity uh, in store for them. Well, we do. And, and what I worry about, Sam, is, is I don't know if you got the earlier part of the show, but what I worry about now at this point is will he pardon Hillary Clinton? Will he pardon Huma Abedin? Will he pardon Anthony the Wiener? I mean, I mean, will, he, will all of those guys get pardoned before Barack and St. Obama steps out of that office? That's a good question, but if they're not convicted of anything... How can he pardon them? Well, so, uh, that is a good gotta, question. See, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doc, I just want to check in with you. Uh, you went up to the uh, Rust Belt to do some campaigning, and uh, congratulations. You did a good job, and uh, I will talk to you later. Well, I appreciate you you calling in, uh, Sam. You are one of the underwriters of that. You're one of the guys that made it possible. And I and the other 14 uh, Texans that went up there are grateful to you for making that possible. And as you see, it worked. We turned Wisconsin red. (laughs) (laughs) J.J. Watts would love that. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you're right. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye. Sam Bravenek, one of the guys that made that possible, friend of mine for many years. Yeah, he's one of the guys that wrote the check that made it possible. So we're going to hit this break. Take it away, Frank, on the Doc Green Show. Radio are great mediums for 
for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beattie did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beattie set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. Hey, Danny Ferris has checked in. He said, what excuse will the Republicans give us now? Will Trump be held up by those wimps? It's a great question. Jeffrey Conner, the anchorman, he's in there today. I, guys, this is a fabulous question. First of all, we don't know for sure that Donald Trump is going to actually take the seat. We do not know that. I mean, we know he's elected. We know he's president-elect. But do you trust the Obama administration? For that matter, do you trust the Paul Ryans out there? And I say there's some question as to whether or not that that is trustworthy. Yeah, who do I have on on the line? 
Hey, this is Andy Valdez. I uh, didn't know you were uh, taping li- or broadcasting live today. Andy Valadez, yes, I'm broadcasting live from Houston, Texas, from the selfdefensefund.com studios. Awesome. I just want to call to thank you and celebrate your contribution. You got involved with the Trump campaign very early, one of the very few people that were invited to the very first meetings, and you got on board um, you know, uh, to support and everything, and you're, you're living proof that one man can be an army. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that I'm an army, but... I I was one of the early supporters because I looked at a guy like Donald Trump and I said, look, the system stinks. I'm sick and tired of the good old boy network. I'm sick and tired of electing Republicans that go up there and vote like Democrats. And I think that maybe Donald Trump could shake this up. He could turn it around. For those of you watching today on uh, Facebook uh, and on YouTube, you see back behind me right there to the my right of of my uh, Paul Reed Smith guitar there with the pistol hanging on it. That is my picture of Ronald Reagan standing on the steps of his airplane with the title Morning in America Again. But Andy Valadez with SouthDefenseFund.com. Is it Morning in America Again? Yes, sir. I mean, last night I stayed up late to watch the acceptance speech, and uh, I felt like I was drunk this morning, even though I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just feel like a heavy burden has been lifted from our country. You know, the, the Second Amendment is probably secure for 100 years once we get those uh, Supreme Court justices on the bench. And, uh, man, it's, it is a, you know, it's a breakthrough. That's what I, I sense, in the, not just on the political realm, but also in business and in, in the work that we're doing with entertainment. And of course, you know, the self-defense fund is another, you know, a person, you know, group that's aligned to support our rights. But now, you know, it seems like, you know, we can breathe a little easier. Well, selfdefensefund.com, and let's just say a word about that. I don't care who you are. I don't care whether you habitually carry a gun as I do or whether you never carry a gun. Sooner or later in this, in this civilization we live in, you may have to defend yourself against some thug who wants to take what you've got. And selfdefensefund.com is there to protect you. Even when I got beat up by that security guard down there at the uh, tax office here in Houston, if I chose to sue that guy, which I'm not going to, but if I did, selfdefensefund.com would be there for me. And that's why you need to have it. And for you housewives out there, you know, that rarely ever leave the home with a gun. Once again, if somebody breaks into your house, and you have to defend yourself, and you end up killing one of those little darlings, you're going to need selfdefensefund.com. And I can tell you, me and the redhead, Andy, seventeen fifty a month. That's what we pay for me and the redhead with selfdefensefund.com. It's really inexpensive. I don't know why everyone doesn't have it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm a paying member as well. I wanted to keep that integrity lined up because I do believe in what they are all about. And it's not just a gun or it's any weapon. It's really even abuse of power. Uh, they cover rapes and domestic violence as well. Um, and so I pay twenty seven fifty a month for my entire family, my wife and two girls. Uh, and that's to have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. And the way the school system is, if you know, they get into a fight and they defend themselves, you know, the way they structure, they don't decide who is at fault and basically expel both kids. You know, I want a legal team that's going to fight for my kids, get them back in school, and get these charges dropped. You know, and I don't want them to be a victim. You know, and uh, so for five bucks a month for each child, you know, um, it's, how, it's, how it's a powerful that? resource. 
Yeah, you can't beat beat that. I mean, look, nobody gives you as much for as little as selfdefensefund.com. Uh, Frank, my producer on American Voice Radio, he, uh, he'd he been hearing those commercials, and he checked into it. Now, Frank's a very re- researched kind of guy. I mean, he spent a lot of time. took him two weeks to make the decision. But after he looked at everything out there that was available for protection of a citizen, he signed up with SouthDefenseFund.com. If anything, it should be a lesson. You know, a lot of times we hear these sound bites, and you hear, you know, really, you know, as Americans, we have to do more due diligence. You know, it's one thing to hear a catchy tagline or a catchy, you know, branding position. You know, um, you really have to do your diligence. And SDF really is a, is set apart for such a time as this. And they're comprehensive in all 50 states. You know, tribal land. If someone goes to casinos, you know, that is a tribal land. And you know, we don't ever think about that. But you know, tribal lands, tribal law is a lot different than U.S. law. So, um, anyway, it's just exciting. Like I said, I was listening to the show today. I could uh, hear your excitement and just wanted to call to congratulate you and thank you. Uh, man, I wish I would have, you know, as we're watching you head off, you know, to where you went, you know, it's almost like, hey, we wish we were there, you know, but I'm glad you went, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we did, too. And, of course, uh, just for you, Sam Bravenek was on, and uh, Sam is one of the guys that helped to underwrite this. And we still have expenses, by the way, so if anybody wants to donate, please do, because... It cost me a week of income to go up there, and nobody paid us to go up there. Uh, thankfully, the Trump campaign paid for our hotel rooms. But other than that, we had to pay for all our gas, all our food. We paid for everything else, and none of us, the 15 of us that went on the Mighty Texas Strike Force, led by our illustrious leader, Ray Myers of the Kaufman County Tea Party, uh, we all paid our own expenses. We all paid our own way. None of us were re- wealthy. Um, none of us were millionaires. We did it because it counted. And that's why, guess what day it is? It's Trump Day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. Thank you for calling in, Andy. I do appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good show. Take care. God bless. Andy Valadez. Andy Valadez is a great guy. He does a lot of good promotional work, and it's always good to hear from him. Scott Ford, man. Scott, you need to call in today. I want to know what the status of your race is. I've not had a chance to look. we got Jim Black with Angel Eyes over Texas. He is in there today on the amazing Doc Green Show, where we're just going nuts and having more fun than a human being ought to be allowed to have. And i got to hit some spots here. But we are doing it. We are doing it. A lot of people said it couldn't be done. A lot of naysayers out there. They said, no way we'll ever have a President Trump. Uh, who was it? Uh, was it Jeb Bush said, uh, Donald Trump, you can't... You you can't uh, insult your way to the White House or something like that. I don't I don't know so, something along that order. But uh, guess what, boys and girls, <laughs> Donald Trump is there. Donald Trump is there. We did it, and uh, I, I'm just absolutely ecstatic. But here's what we got to worry about now. Steve. I'm Irene. I'm Lisa. My name is Tom. I'm a graphic designer. College freshman. Stay-at-home mom with a full-time job. Scholar on social policy and a barista. And I'm just like you. I'm an Obama supporter. I support President Obama. But the president needs your help. Our president can't launch into another war without you. And remember, when we voted for him in 2008 and 2012, we promised to support him no matter what. Together, we can do it. That's why we here at the Americans for Whatever Barack Obama Wants, Did You Know He's Friends with Jay-Z, have launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund World War III. And America is dead-ass broke, so our goal is to raise $1.6 trillion on behalf of the U.S. government. 
That's where you come in. Even a small donation would make all the difference. World War III is a very important, very progressive war that Obama tells me is very important. So it must be. When I first saw the president speak in 2008 in a YouTube clip posted to my Facebook page, I knew he was going to be right all the time. So I support World War III. And four. And any moon war the president may want to start. I mean, there is no way that he or the cabal of corporate interests, spy agencies, and shadow bankers would tell him what to do, would ever mislead us. <laughs> the $1.6 trillion that we raise will help create a war that truly puts the liberal in neoliberal. There will be millions of troops, thousands of organic grass fed bombs hybrid Prius tanks, rockets controlled by iPads, and drones that play the Lumineers while they attack. I want one of those hybrid Prius tanks. Not like those other Republican wars fought on just 1% of the world. This war is going to be fought in 99% of the world. It'll be everywhere. Russia, China, Africa, Cincinnati, your favorite brunch spot, the one with those kick-ass ranchero breakfast burritos. Everywhere. World War III will also be the most social media-focused war ever. It'll be all over Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Pinterest, and whatever eventually replaces Pinterest. And I mean, just think of all the hilarious gifts we can make of cats reacting to their owners' homes being obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shock. But tons of all. And come on, guys. How good will Michelle's arms look in sleeveless army fatigue? We have a lot of great rewards for our donors. If you donate $10 to the World War III Project, you'll get a shout-out on social media. Hashtag thank you. A $25 donation will get you a piece of rubble from a war-torn Middle Eastern country kissed by Senator Lindsey Graham. A $100 donation gets you a day pass to leave your local refugee camp. You'll probably end up in a refugee camp, but it'll have free Wi-Fi. And a $10 million donation gets you your own senator for a year. So please, help us reach our goal of $1.6 trillion so we can make World War III a reality. Why? Because Obama. Because Obama. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the last time I get to play that pretty much, guys, because after this, it's all over. There's no question that we are now entering the most dangerous time of our life. We have a wounded animal in the White House. His name is Barack Obama. Now, the good point that was brought up by Sam Bravenek earlier on the show was he cannot pardon someone who has not been charged with a crime and found guilty. Well, at another day and time, I would have said, what? The law doesn't matter. He can do anything. Well, now maybe the law might be starting to matter again. So uh, that's something that we need to look into. We need to uh, be hopeful about. Now, I can tell you that James Comey is going to be uh, fired as director of the FBI. He should be fired. He's done a crappy job. He has ruined the reputation of the organization. There is no reason why James Comey should be allowed to continue as head of the FBI. Nobody has any confidence in him. And unfortunately, um, the FBI agents pretty much don't have any confidence in him. So uh, James Comey is done. And in addition to James Comey being done, who else is done? Well, Paul Ryan is done. They don't really like him very much up there. 
Oh man, Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's she's on stage right now. She looks like death warmed over. <laughs> Maybe not completely warmed over. But uh, you know, last night she didn't show up at her uh, at her place at all. So uh Paul Ryan's done. He's toast. There's uh, no reason for him to be there. If he's a real man, he just would go ahead and tender his resignation right now. Um, we've got new people coming in to the Congress. Unfortunately, we lost a few seats, but not nearly enough to lose the Congress. We lost a couple of seats in the Senate, but we still have maintained a majority. Now, let's, uh, let's take that guy, John Culberson, because the question was asked earlier. Now, what excuse will they use? John Culberson. The bastard that he is, uh, John Culberson, I remember back in the day, he said, well, you know, we as congressmen, in spite of the fact that we have constitutional authority to impeach this enemy in the White House, this traitor in the White House, this uh, master of espionage in the White House, in spite of the fact that we have the means to do that and we are constitutionally charged to do it, there's no point in us trying to evict this guy because we don't have the Senate. It would never pass the Senate, so we're not even going to bring any, any sort of impeachment charges against this traitor. Which, of course, in my mind, makes John Culberson and the rest of the Texas delegation traitors to Texas and to America. But, he said, help us win the Senate. If we win the Senate, then we can do it. Then we will do it. But until then, we're going to stand on his air hose. We're not going to finance this uh, Barack Obama guy. Well, that was all lies. And so then we got the Senate. Well, after we got the Senate... Now Republicans were in charge of the Senate, and Republicans were in charge of the House. John Culberson said, well, but we can't do anything right now because we don't have the presidency. Well, now the Republicans have the presidency. Unfortunately, the president is, uh, the president-elect, Donald Trump, is not going to be a go-along to get along Republican president. Donald Trump is up there to make changes. He is up there to do things. And it's going to be pretty tough on these guys now, though, because the John Culbersons of the world said, just give us president. Well, we did. What are you going to do? Are you going to now come forward? Barack Obama, I guess he could pardon himself for all the illegality that he's been involved in. But Barack Obama should be charged. Barack Obama should be charged. Barack Obama should be imprisoned. He should spend the rest of his natural life in solitary confinement because Barack Obama is an enemy to this country. He has demonstrated the fact that he is an enemy to this country. Barack Obama deserves to be in prison. But could he pardon himself? It's never been done before. And now with a potential uh, Donald Trump as president, maybe things are going to be different. I say potential. He's definitely the elect. But will he actually take that seat? Can we trust the powers that be here in America to let that happen? So I'm asking all of my saints out there to pray. Yes, uh, uh, (laughs) Scott Ford, hashtag no more excuses. (laughs) No more excuses. The president is a Republican. The House is controlled by Republicans. The Senate is controlled by Republicans. The Supreme Court is controlled by Republicans. No more excuses. We expect to see lower taxes. Donald Trump promised to cut them in half. We expect to see Obamacare repealed, gone, and gotten rid of. You can't fix something that is that badly damaged. 
We expect to see a balanced budget. We expect to see abortion done away with. All of you right-to-life leadership out there, all of you liars in the right-to-life movement that have been out there saying, oh, no, we don't want to just abolish abortion. We want to keep this so we'll have it as a campaign issue. Well, now, put up or shut up, because I'm, I'm going to be the first one that's calling for the defunding of Planned Parenthood. I'm going to be the first one, excuse me, Planned Infanticide. I'm also going to be the first one calling for the defunding of Right to Life. Right to Life, an organization that has proven itself to be duplicitous. Right to Life, an organization that has actually sent people in in Oklahoma and asked the governor to veto the abortion, uh, can't, uh, the, the abolition of abortion. Republicans have long said they are for the abolition of abortion. The Supreme Court had no business ruling on this in the first place, and we know that the Supreme Court ruling... Roe v. Wade was a lie. It was a lie. It was based on a lie. And the woman that was involved in that came forward later and said, no, it was all a lie. I got paid to do this. They just needed an excuse. Well, now, now, (laughs) now we're going to do it. Now things are going to change. We are going to see America live again. And I, I don't know, I am just so excited. I'm apoplectic about this. I mean, I'm missing all my spots today. And uh, at least for today, my favorite song, No One Came, I, I can't play that because, well, things are different now. Things are different. We are in a new era. We're in a new era, guys. <laughs> Doc Green Show, live from Houston, Texas. Gary Hayes, good to see you in there, buddy. Samper Titlow, yes. And my lovely wife, Joanne, going to be right back.
Yeah, a little bit of music for you from uh, a band known as Niacin. Niacin, vitamin B3. I don't know if anybody out there knows what vitamin B3 is, but anyway, if you do that, that will be a little bit more meaningful for you as well. So uh, there are no more excuses. Now is the time. It is morning in America again. For the first time since Donald, since Ronald Reagan was in place, we've now replaced Ronald with Donald. And there's no Mick in between, guys. So we now have a new chance to save this country. God has shown us grace. I am reminded of clear back in the old days when the town of Nineveh, anybody out there knew about the town of Nineveh? The town of Nineveh was set to be destroyed, but God sent a preacher to the town of Nineveh. God sent a preacher to the town of Nineveh, and the preacher didn't want to go. No, he didn't want to go. He ran. He turned around and he ran. He did not want to go to Nineveh. But God took him to Nineveh anyway via Whale Express, dropped him off on the shore, all covered with seaweed and everything, all other manner of of, uh, horrible things. And he finally walked into the town of Nineveh and began to preach. And the town of Nineveh repented. They heard the word of the Lord. They repented in sackcloth and ashes. Every man and every woman fasted and prayed. Even the animals were not fed. And for several days they fasted and prayed, and God turned his wrath away from Nineveh. Now the result of that, they had 100 more years before they were destroyed. They were destroyed. Because during the next 100 years, the people began repeating all of the errors, all of the sins that they had already committed. They began to commit them again. And Nineveh ultimately was destroyed. But God has smiled on us. As one of the prophets said, God is going to give America a King Cyrus. Now, for those of you that know about the Babylonian captivity and all of that stuff and how Babylon was thrown down and taken over by King Cyrus, God is giving us a King Cyrus. The writing has appeared on the wall at the Hillary camp. We are now expecting great things, but let me assure you this. If we fail to return to our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, if we fail to stand up for what is right, if we fail to abolish abortion, if we fail to build the wall and have our borders, because once again, you need to talk to Geronimo. Yeah, Geronimo the Indian. You need to talk to Geronimo, and you need to ask him the question. Do you need to protect your borders, Geronimo? What is Geronimo going to answer to that? He said, yes, if you do not protect your borders, you will lose. Well, we have to defend our borders. Dr. Michael Savage, one of my heroes in the business. Borders, language, culture. Take it away, Frank. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Here's an important message.
suggested from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came to installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, and service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. That's Floor of Houston. Deadfloor.com. The doctor is in. You know it for a fact. The doctor is in. We are here, American Voice Radio, RagingElephantsRadio.com. And guys, seriously, it just doesn't get any better than this. Let's see. We left off, I think, with borders, language, and culture. But coming up, you've got to have these three things. You do not have borders, language, and culture. You do not have a country. Donald Trump is famous for having asked that question. He said, do we have a country or not? Do we have a law or not? Well, we haven't had any law for eight years. 
We've been ruled by a lawless band of thugs, a criminal cartel in Washington, D.C., with the able assistance of the Republicans in Congress. They have run a lawless regime, but now we have the opportunity to turn this thing around. We have the opportunity to make this difference. Saints, will you pray? Saints, will you fast? Will you pray, first of all, that our current president, Barack Hussein Obama, will be restrained? He can be restrained. You can call for God to bind him and to prevent him from doing any more damage. He won't know why he can't get anything done, but you will know if the saints will pray, if we will get on our knees and do it. But if we don't do that, then we will go the way of Nineveh. We, w- we have been given a reprieve. It's not going to be 100 years. We've been given a reprieve. Will you do it? Yes, I want to see America made great again. I also want to see the wall built. Don't forget, back in 2009, we appropriated money to build a fence on our southern border. The Republicans appropriated that money, and then the Republicans promptly broke the law and made sure it would never happen. Why? Because the Republican leadership did not want the borders closed. No, and they still don't. Greg Abbott doesn't want the borders closed. Ken Paxton doesn't want the borders closed. Dan Patrick does not want the borders closed. Because if they did want the borders closed, guess what? They'd be closed. You're telling me the Texans can't defend their own border? I'm telling you the Texans absolutely can defend their own border. They can and they must. It's just the truth of the matter. We can do it. But are you going to do it? Gloria said, I'll be praying for sure. I don't trust Obama any further than I can throw him. Very good. Jerry Lanier, thank you. I pray it all the time. So, uh, and I didn't get to hear Clinton's speech, so I don't know if I'm going to have it. Scott Ford said, no, Ronald McDonald went into hiding with all his creepy clown sightings. Oh, man. Scott Ford, by the way, is going to be on today at 2 o'clock. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there listening to the Scott Ford Show today. And, of course, after me today, the Apostle Claver T. Kamau Imani. Now, Scott, I think he's still in the chat room. Scott, if you're still in there, man, I mean, do You told me that you were certain that Hillary was going to win. Nobody believed the doctor. Nobody would trust the doctor. Everybody thought, oh, doc, man, he's just talking out of his butt. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah, well, (laughs) maybe the doctor did know something. Why? I was looking at all of this. I was looking at all of this. First of all, if there was any honesty, I guarantee you there's a lot of voter fraud. If there was any honesty, Donald Trump would have probably won this thing by 25 points nationally, and he probably did carry all 50 states. If there's any honesty in this thing, that would be the case. But the fact of the matter is, there was a lot of voter fraud, so his, uh, his lead was diminished. Unquestionably, his lead was diminished. But here's what I was seeing. Donald Trump was having rallies with 10s, 20s, 30s. Thousands of dollars. Donald, I mean, of, of participants, Donald Trump was having that. And then you go to the Hillary rally, and what do you see at the Hillary rally? Well, you see almost nobody there at the Hillary rally. Uh, I went to that Chelsea Clinton rally up there in Wisconsin. And uh, I was standing there. I was six rows back. There were about 250 people in the room. We later found out that uh, they had uh, between seven and ten school buses that came in. And... Uh, that's most of the people were paid to be there. They were paid for an entire day just to go there and so that 
so that uh, Chelsea would have someone to talk to. By the way, if you call in on the newsmaker line and you get a busy signal, I can only take one call at a time today. It's just all I can do. And right now I have Valente Gonzalez on the newsmaker line. Valente, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, Doc. It's good to see uh, that everybody's celebrating out there and uh, looking at this victory. Um, thank you for you know, reporting on it and, and making light of it today. This is a really great day for I'm getting a little bit of noise on your line. Are you, do you have some wind there? Or? Yeah, let me uh, let me switch over. Let's see. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just out and about walking around. There you, you are. Oh, that's much better. Valente Gonzalez, uh, he is with Open Carry Texas right Hello. here in Houston. Hello, Luke. Yeah, Valente, I, I got you. Can you hear me? Valente, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm sorry. I was uh, I was trying to switch over to my Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, okay. so um, you still have me? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead, Valente Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad everybody went out and voted and uh, made their voices heard. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, you know, have have made themselves heard. Uh, but I do want to talk about some people who may have uh, misunderstood what it is that we have uh, before us, which is we have an election uh, system that it works. I mean, it does work. I was out there. Uh, being a poll watcher at Central Campus uh, in Harris County yesterday, and uh, I was able to see all of the uh, all the returns come in. You know, there's these uh, there's these votes that got tabulated, and the thing is that some people had write-in candidates, and I was able to see some of the different names that had been put there as kind of like a joke or something like that. But I mean, people do themselves a disservice whenever they write in candidates who have no chance of winning. So, I mean, I was able to see all sorts of names. I mean, you'd be surprised. Even Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney had votes on there. I mean, it was crazy. Um, so it was quite an eye-opener, Doc. It was very interesting. But uh, the, the system does work. Uh, the election process does work. Uh, you do count. And, um, and if you don't get out there and vote for, you know, through apathy or ignorance, then, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Well, we had good turnout yesterday. The interesting thing was we only had about 500 people vote yesterday over at uh, at uh, Berry Center. And, uh, yeah, Bobby yeah. Ritter, as soon as I get done with Valente Gonzalez, call back in. Yes, I am live, Cutler Brogdon. Yes, I'm live. But uh, we only had about 500 people vote because an enormous amount of people early voted. I had entire pages in my uh, voter log uh, where everybody had early voted. And so, consequently, other than a big rush at 7 a.m. in the morning, the rest of the day ran smooth as silk. I had enough election workers. I had enough voting machines. We were we had tabulated all of our stuff, got it all together and boxed up. Thank you, Amy Shugart, my Democrat assistant judge, for the fabulous job you did. And we had all that stuff loaded, and I dropped it off at the drop-off point at 8.30 last night, Valente. But, Absolutely. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the professionalism of our Harris County Clerk, uh, Stan Stannard, is. Stan Stannard. Yes. You yeah, see, see my judge's guy. pen here. It's got Stan's name on it. Thank you, Stan. Yeah, he was very gracious. Uh, you know, he treated everybody very, very kindly, and um, had us all there. And and he did a real professional job. He had a very professional staff that were there, and uh, there was a uh, you know like, they, they, I mean, he just had everything down pat. I mean, I asked him, "Is this your first rodeo?" He's like, "No, no, no. This is." We do this all the time. We we run elections all the time, year long, small elections, little elections, everything. It's very impressive what Mr. Standard does. So, I mean, by all means, I mean, every any time there's a vote, 
I encourage people to go out there and vote. It was my first time being a poll watcher. I, I was able to witness the poll watching at the central campus, which I'll just give you all some insight. The way it works is you got precincts, and then you have, um, I guess, locations where they get tabulated, and then you get the central campus location where all of it gets put into the computer and read. I was at the central location where it all got put into the computer, so everything came in late. So uh, it was very impressive, guys. So be be uh, be faithful to your to, to the system. It does work. You know, go ahead and vote. What I do notice is that a lot of people um, were, were were unable to keep their their position here in Harris County. They lost. They lost. We lost a lot of uh, a lot of positions here in Harris County. Well, um, some of them sure deservedly so, though. I mean, i got to tell you, Ron Hickman was corrupt. Ron Hickman was, was running a minor crime syndicate from the sheriff's office, and he was appointed by Judge Ed Emmett, uh, and he should have lost the last election, but he pulled out all the stops and went out against Carl Pittman. And uh, so Ron Hickman deserved to go down. I wish that we had Carl Pittman in there, uh, an honest constitutional sheriff, but we don't. And uh, then um, the other race, uh, Devin Anderson. Well, Devin Anderson has proven herself to be no friend to Texas. Devin Anderson has proven herself to be no friend to the unborn babies. And Devin Anderson had violated the Republican Party platform and therefore deserved to go down in flames. Now, it's unfortunate that Kim Ogg got over a million dollars from George Soros. But nonetheless, uh, Devin Anderson deserved to lose her job, and I have to admit, I am glad that she did. Your thoughts, uh, Valente Gonzalez, with Obergeri, Texas? Absolutely, I agree with that. I think people don't understand the importance of people uh, of speaking to people's hearts and being firm on principle. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that you know people uh, who are running for public office take people for granted, like as if they're just supposed to vote for them just because they have a letter R next to their name. That's not the way it works. So. I mean, for them to lose uh, an election, I heard I heard uh, Sheriff Ron Hickman at the University of Houston downtown campus at a debate between him and Ed Gonzalez, and the uh, moderator asked them point blank, if you were a legislator, as if they were, you know, like a legislator, would you support campus carry? And both Ed Gonzalez and Ron Hickman said they don't support campus carry. So, to me, I was like, well, in that case, what's the difference between both of you? Yeah, you what difference does it make, as someone once yeah, said? Yeah, what difference does it make? <laughs> so, you know, Ron Hickman, Ron Hickman had no, no, um, he had no contrast. There was no, there was no difference. So, at that point, you screwed, you screwed either way. So, what, what, it doesn't make a difference. So, anybody crying for Ron Hickman today, I mean, it, it's fallen on deaf ears. You, you don't stand to lose much. No, you know, I'm very disappointed change. in Mr. Hickman. But once again, this proves that Ed Emmett is not a friend of Texas. Our county judge here in Harris County is a rhino. He should be replaced. But he put Hickman in there, even though the we had exposed uh, some of Hickman's scandals here on Raging Elephants Radio. I don't know why you guys continue to listen and watch mainstream media, media when you've got Raging Elephants Radio here that's telling you the truth. And look, did not everything we tell you here happen? Yes, it did. Uh, Valente Gonzalez, you're with Overcarry, Texas. Now, in view of this, in view of the things that have happened, what is the future of Texas Carry, do you think? Well, right now we have to wait as to what happens with our federal, um, you know, whatever, whatever gains we got at the federal level. Uh, at this point, our our main goal was to defend the state uh, from any 
constitutional oversight that could come out come about as a result of uh, of a new president stacking the court against the Second Amendment. So that's already been pretty much handled. Yes, now it that, has. You know, we have. <laughs> yeah, now that Donald Trump is our president, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about a deletion of the Second Amendment. Or, you know, like I'm saying, like, like, you know, facetiously right there is like email deleted and Second Amendment deleted. But, um, yeah, that's that's the thing. We 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 have to we have to concentrate on the next legislative session. Um, and that means that we have to go back and demand constitutional open carry for Texas, uh, because apparently our Texas legislators can't get their act together to support constitutional open carry. And if it's not constitutional, then what is it? So. Well, there you we you, have, you just laid it out, Valente Gonzalez. The Constitution is clear. The first ten amendments to the Constitution do not give you any rights. They simply recognize that these are the rights given to man by God, and the government has no right to interfere with those. And some good exactly. news, Valente Gonzalez. You probably already know this, but we've got Jonathan Stickland in the Texas House up in the Pink Palace, and we've got Don Huffines on the Senate side in the Pink Palace. Both of them are going to bring constitutional carry legislation to the floor. Woohoo! Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we we are going to be right behind them, backing them up, making sure that people know to get behind these gentlemen, so so we can try to get this thing done. Um, we tried last legislative session, and all they gave us was just a little bit, a little bit more uh, permission because that's what a license is—is is permission yeah. uh, to do a little bit more with our license. That's not constitutional carry. We didn't get anything last legislative session. The only thing we got was a little bit more permission so that we wouldn't get in as much trouble if we did something with our license. Oh man, so that's not freedom. That's not that's not obedience to the Second Amendment. That's that's a that's an abomination to the Second Amendment. So anybody who gives themselves a pat on the back for passing that, well, yeah, you know, you deserve it. But at the same time, there's more to be done, and we'll take credit for it. Sure, fine. But the thing is. That's not what we asked for. And these politicians are playing games with us, trying to pacify us by giving us a little bit. But that's not what we should be asking. And that we should never be uh, accepting and, and relenting whenever they give us a placebo so that we can go away. Talking with Valente Gonzalez. You're absolutely right, Valente Gonzalez. And I know you agree with me that an armed man is a citizen. An armed man. An armed man is a citizen. Yes, and a disarmed man. A willfully disarmed, yeah, that is a slave. There's no other way around it, and I don't want to be a slave. So yep. we've got to see this happen in the in the state house. Fortunately, we've got a couple of heroes up there for us. But I, I mean, look, I'm ashamed, Valente. I'm absolutely ashamed. But I did. I bowed down and kissed the glove. I paid the exorbitant fee, and they blessed me with a little piece of plastic that says, "Okay, you may defend yourself and others." But no one else can because so they haven't I. jumped through the hoop. Yeah, and so did I, Doc. So did I. In fact, anybody who's out there listening, if you have to do what you got to do in order to, you know, pay the price to Caesar, I mean, there's no shame in it. Go ahead and do it. But the thing is, do it reluctantly. Don't do it willingly. It's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll do. I'll go ahead and bow down to it because ultimately you have sway over me. But I'm not doing it willingly. Uh, you know, do it and then grieve it. And that's that's our process. I mean, eventually our politicians will get the idea, look, these people don't appreciate us that they're out there with liberty. And they're, and they're all waking up, right? You know, they're, they're all waking up to the fact that, that we've been screwing around. So hopefully we can turn this back, Doc. 
Well, Valente Gonzalez, you are one of my heroes. I appreciate so much what you've done. Now, how can people join Open Carry Texas? How can they be a part of the movement? You can, yeah, you can go to www.opencarrytexas.org and uh, learn more about us there. You can also find us on Facebook and join some of our groups there, too. Uh, we're pretty much an open, uh, kind of like, like an open group. Uh, you can identify yourself as one of us, but we don't have a firm membership and a, and a drive to say, oh, yeah, you're a paying member or anything like that. Um, you know, that it, it, really, it really doesn't make us better. We, we should all be open carry Texas, to say the truth. We should all just be lumped as open carry Texas. If you're carrying a firearm, if you're doing it legally, and you're not breaking any laws, and you're trying to defend your rights, you're part of open carry Texas, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'm with you, and of course, I actually have set up a monthly contribution on my credit card to Open Carry Texas every month, because what you guys have done is, is, is it's a gift to Texans, what you guys have done, and we're going to see constitutional carry this time around. There's no question in my mind now, with a Donald Trump presidency, uh, this is going to change the way the Texas House operates, and Greg Abbott has always been very beholden uh, to... Uh, um, uh, Barack Obama. Now Greg Abbott's going to have to change his allegiances a little bit, I think. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's, he's been caught on record. We have a video of him being asked whether he would support more legisla legislation uh, to open up more freedoms for us to carry our guns uh, freely. And he said he would sign any bill that makes it support him. Uh, the caveat, though, is any bill that makes it before him, meaning that the legislature has to put a bill in front of him so he can sign it. So the thing is, if we put something in front of him, he's been caught on record. He has to sign it because he's already agreed to it. So, you know, he, he's done things like that, but he knows he's kind of insulated because there's no there's no willing legislators, except for Mr. Strickland and uh, others, who, who, who will actually be able to do it. So what we have to do is we have to identify legislators who are holding this up and try to let them know that we're not impressed with their with their lack of uh, lack of loyalty. We're not amused. No, we're we're not. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I think we can get it done. Now, the problem that we have, and you probably are aware of this, Joe Strauss, the Rhino Gino Tino of the uh, Texas House, the Speaker of the Texas House, Joe Strauss is absolutely totally unreliable. And so consequently, totally. this is one reason this, and I'm afraid to say it, I, but I'm going to be honest. I believe that Greg Abbott is counting on Joe Strauss to lock this stuff up in calendars committee and make sure that any new legislation does not see the light of day. How do we overcome that, Valente Gonzalez? Well, we just, um, that is a good question. We just have to identify the problem and continue to expose it for what it is. And eventually enough pressure will be had at that, uh, at that you know, at that point or that problem that we can eventually fix it. So right now you, Doc, exposing the problem being Joe Strauss is a contribution that we, that we're indebted to. I mean, that is, that is beyond, I mean, just continuing to talk about the problem and exposing it for what it is, that's enough for right now. And we need to contact him, you know, and talk to Joe Strauss and let him know, hey, look, we understand that you might have some hesitations with this bill, but there's really no reason. And, you know, we would appreciate your help. And your support, you know, because ultimately, if he's not out of power, you know, then he's going to have to be, he's going to have to be dealt with. He's going to have to be negotiated with. So, you know, it just takes a little bit of uh, haranguing, you know, har haranguing and, and a little bit of uh, work. But eventually we'll, we'll probably win his, uh, win the argument because ultimately you look at all the other states who have constitutional care and they were able to, they were able to pass it just fine.
and they're still they're still doing they're well, still doing yeah. well. Eleven states have constitutional carry now. Eleven states, and I got to go through some of those. And I, I can tell you, the only time we were a little worried when we went to, uh, with the mighty Texas Strike Force when we went up there to Wisconsin. The only time we were a little worried was when we went through Illinois because in Illinois. There are no free citizens. Everyone is a slave in Illinois. And we That's were deathly afraid because, you know, the truth is, if they'd have caught us, if they'd have pulled our van over and we had weapons in our luggage, we could have all been arrested and taken to jail. Yeah. And uh, let me let me go ahead and, uh, because you asked how we can do or what we can do to, to try to fix this problem. The thing is, we have to become involved. Involvement doesn't require so much effort. It just requires that you be aware of the problems that are in your community. Find your local Tea Party. Find, find a local group. Find a, a group of like-minded individuals and start uh, start associating with them, and eventually, you know, you guys will come up with some ideas, and an effort will be formed, and boom! Next thing you know, you're trying to get somebody to agree with you on an issue, and the next thing you know, you got your you got what you asked for. So there's 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 a lot of apathy and a lot of lazy uh, a lot of lazy people who who are expecting others to kind of carry the torch. You can do it. You can do it yourself. It, it works a lot easier when everybody's pulling. So everybody, I encourage everybody to do it, to just get out there and just, you know, do your part. It doesn't have to be much. It doesn't have to be Herculean. It just has to be a little bit. And eventually everybody's little push becomes a huge, a huge torrent of, uh, of force, and it cannot be stopped. Well, I am just uh, so happy to know someone like you, Valente Gonzalez, because you've been one of the guys out there, and you're one of the young guys out there that's been out there working and doing it. And when you guys get ready to go to Austin and lobby some of these guys, let me know, because I want to be there. I'm I'm not just one of those guys that sits here behind the microphone and talks about it. I get out and do it. And I'm going to be there yeah, standing with you guys. I appreciate all your backup and your support, Doc. I really do. And uh, anybody else who's listening, we appreciate y'all's uh, y'all support. There's some people who will never even know, and uh, and they're the unsung heroes of this cause of this effort. And I want to say a special thank you to you. If I if I don't know you by name, uh, and if you're out there helping us in ways we don't even know, I, I do appreciate that. And those and those efforts and those and that help is felt. So um, by all means, continue doing what you're doing. Uh, unsung heroes are my heroes. Um, they really are. Well, thank you for being part of the show today, Valente Gonzalez. Keep up the good work, my friend. This is the Doc Green Show. We are live and on the air. And Hello, Doc Green. How hey, are you, sir? Hey, is this Bobby? It is, Doc. All good right. Afternoon. Bobby Ritter with Rage Against the Regime, guys, on the Newsmaker line. And, and Bobby, you live up in uh, the People's Republic of Illinois, do you not? I do, sir. I do. So you were laughing when I was talking about the fact that here we are, we're driving through Illinois, we've got our guns and our luggage, we're no longer carrying them on our persons, you know, because we realize that some cops might see our van with the uh, Trump train sign on it and just pull us over for general principles. And is it not true that if we'd have got caught carrying guns and our luggage into Illinois, that we could have been arrested for gun trafficking? Uh, you could have been uh, if you don't have an Illinois gun permit or gun license, you can be um, detained and pulled over and all that type of stuff. But believe it or not, a lot of law enforcement here, as long as you have some kind of identification that you're allowed to carry a gun, you know, sometimes they'll let you pass. Sometimes. But I would say a, a good portion of the time you would be detained, pulled over, and all that type of stuff. 
Well, that's what we were worried about. We we seriously were concerned about that because all the other states we drove to either had a reciprocal with Texas because all of us were licensed gun owners, uh, and in some cases, like uh, up through Kansas, it's uh, it's uh, constitutional carrying Kansas. You don't need a permit of any kind. Sure, absolutely. Well, I warned you. Remember when you said that? Oh, the Trump train is going to be running through, and I said when you come, you know, towards Chicago, be real careful. We were. We were paying attention to the speed limit. <laughs> and I we did. Before we went into Illinois, we did. We, we stopped and we put all of our guns in our luggage because we did not want to take the chance of not making it to Wisconsin uh, for being pulled over. And uh, then they are charged as uh, gun traffickers, gun runners or something. But uh, then, of course, into Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin also has a reciprocal. So if you're licensed to carry a weapon then you're good in Wisconsin. And so we were able to open carry in Wisconsin or concealed carry, as was our, our choice. And uh, it was just fabulous. I, I just, I loved it. So, hey, Bobby Ritter, tell, tell folks about your show, Rage Against the Regime. Well, you know, I live in Chicago, and being in this area, a lot of people around here have no idea what what. You know, this has been a Democratic machine forever. Everything is pro union and everything, and you know everybody does everything democratically. And I just I, I couldn't stand to listen to it any longer, and couldn't put up with it. So I started doing a show, and uh, you know trying to educate people and get them to do their own research, you know where they can find out the truth and not just be copy and paste warriors and stuff like that. And um, once I started doing it. You know, I, I, I teamed up with Becky Williams, you know, from Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and her and I teamed up, and we had some other people like Casey Massey. He was one of our hosts. And then James Lewis, who's also from Texas. And, uh, you know, it just went on from there, and, and we started growing, and, um, you know, it, it, it took off from there. Well, we love Becky here. She's been on my show a couple of times. We need to get her back on. And, of course, uh, Bobby, been waiting to get you on here for a while. And uh, so finally, at long last, we do it. I've got to say hello to the Chaplain Gypsy Robert. He's in the chat room. Cutler Brogdon, yes, he's in the chat room. And uh, Mike, Mike with the mighty Texas Strike Force, uh, Mike and Susie. They did a fabulous job up there in Wisconsin. I know one day uh, they made something like 3,000 phone calls in a day. It was incredible. Uh, Mike wow. And, Mike and Susie. And wow. that's why we were able to take Wisconsin, because 15 Texans believed, and we went up there and we joined forces with the Re- Wisconsin Republican Party, and we turned that thing around. And, uh, Bobby Ritter, I, I thank you for everything that you do for this great United States. Well, I appreciate that, Doc. And, uh, you know, you do an outstanding job. I follow you very closely. Um, actually, I learned about you through Casey Massey and from, uh, from Becky Williams and people like that. Um, I also wanted to let you know that when I talked to Casey Massey the other day, he told me to say hello and send his love to everybody. Um, he's also looking for people that may be interested in emailing him. Um, you know, if anybody would like to email him, you can inbox me your information, you know, any kind of email information, I will send it to Casey and, you know, it just has to be cleared by the, uh, you know, by the institution that he's in and he's also looking for pen pals, but, uh, we need to support KC guys. KC is a true American patriot, a real Texan wrongly imprisoned, did not commit any crime. He was simply standing up for Texas, 
But our uh, duplicitous, untrustworthy, uh, uh, dare, dare I say, uh, criminal crime boss, Greg Abbott, put him in prison because it was embarrassing him. Casey Massey, with just a few guys, was able to completely stop illegal immigration on the southern border. And uh, Governor Greg Abbott couldn't have that. I am told that it cost the drug cartels $21 million when Casey Massey was down there on the border. And that, my friends, is why Casey Massey is in prison. That is why Greg Abbott allowed the feds to come in here and arrest Casey Massey. And and if you're if you're not talking to him, you need to be praying for him. He needs your prayers and your support, Bobby Ritter. Absolutely, I'm I'm actually trying to get him and I on your show at the same time because he's got some things that you know he wants to talk about. And I figured you know if we could do like a dual broadcast and you know and and just get it out there, that would be great. Um, you know, but he has to get things cleared from you know the institution that he's in right now because they're about to put him in a work camp. Mm. And he can't do anything, you know, to get in any kind of trouble right now. So, well, but, we want uh, him to be in the best possible place, but it's just like my friend Greg Paulson, former member of the Republic of Texas. He is in prison. He was charged with simple burglary. His sentence was 99 years with no parole. They put his wife in prison. The charge was making a terroristic threat. And once again, 99 years, no parole. This is, the, this is what they do to political prisoners here in, in, in uh, Texas and the United States, Bobby Ritter. That, that's very sad. I mean, they don't even do that here in Chicago. And I mean, I'm in the murder capital of the world. <laughs> okay? Murder capital of the world, and they don't even hit people that hard here. But how is that possible? There's no guns allowed in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legally, there's not. Oh, you mean criminals are always going to have guns, Bobby Ritter? I'm appalled. Oh my God, Doc, it's it, it's so sad and it's so sick to see, you know, how much murder is there, and you know, the police are scared to go into a lot of areas because it's so gang infested and. You know, there's just so many murders all the time. It's like we're breaking records left and right. You know, let's let's hope that you know the sea of red will change some things. Even though my state was completely blue, but uh, let's hope the sea of red makes some changes here. Well, I was a little surprised to see the way Chicago went up there. Oh, by the way, Bobby, do you know Babette Holder? I'm sorry, who? Babette Holder. I don't. We're going to be right back. I'm going to finish up this phone call with Bobby in just a minute. So go ahead and take it away, Frank. We're right back on the Doc Green Show. instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. 
Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call VitaScientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Well, you need to get to meet her. She's in Chicago. She's a black female activist and solid conservative all the way. And I'm telling you, you you and her, you guys need to meet and talk. And, yes, she is related to uh, Eric the Wiener Holder. 
she's 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 a little disappointed about that, but they are related. They are cousins. So, but Babette Holder is a wonderful lady. I've had her here on the show before. She also lives in Chicago. She is a part of Freedom Works. And if you guys are, are not aware of Freedom Works, that's another worthy organization. And uh, that's how I got to meet some of these people. But uh, Rage Against the Regime, when is your regular live broadcast, Bobby? Well, we're, right now we're starting to get things back together. Um, Becky has been doing shows here and there. I've been doing shows. We used to do them about five times a week. And, you know, it, it kind of became a little bit repetitious. So we kind of backed off a little bit. But uh, now we're getting back into the swing of things. We've been putting out about two or three shows a week. So, you know, hopefully it'll, uh, hopefully it'll get up to about five again. It's, it's sure. an incredible amount of work. And uh, that's why I respect you guys for doing it. But Bobby Ritter, I think it's, I think it's way overdue that we have you on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, that you asked me on, Doc. I've been wanting to come on for a long time. But I, I'm a truck driver by trade, and when I when this truck is rolling, so sometimes I talk to people on the phone, getting on the radio with somebody would be completely different because of all the background noise and loud truck and everything else, but uh, I appreciate the invite, and, uh, you know, we definitely have to do it again sometime. Well, uh, you, you usually at least tune in while you're cruising around uh, the United States, and, and I do my show normally in the afternoon live from 1 to 3. Today was so important, I decided to go ahead and go live on Raging Elephants Radio because it's just too important, and I, I had to do it. I didn't have an option. I, I, no, nothing was going to stop me. Uh, I've only had three cups of coffee this morning, but I, I'm telling you, I got the jitters, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you came out early because, you know, I was sitting here trying to figure out what I was going to watch, what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, I saw that you were on and I said, oh, there we go. That's the answer. Because I do. I listen every day. You know that. Everybody I, I do. And, and, and you do more than listen. You contribute. And I appreciate that so much. Um, so I hope to get to talk some more, guys. But, guys, Bobby Ritter, Rage Against the Regime. And where's the best place to catch that broadcast when it is on, Bobby Ritter? Um, well, we have a Spreaker show, you know, which is Spreaker.com, and it's Rage Against the Regime podcast. We have a blog talk show and then a YouTube channel. All, uh, Every one of them is Rage Against the Regime podcast. And then I guess Facebook would be the best place because, you know, whenever we put out a show, we put it on our Facebook uh, pages. And that's uh, Rage Against the Regime podcast for the show. And then we have Rage Against the Regime, um, just a regular page, and that's our news page where people from all over, you know, put stuff out there. Wilbur puts out stuff. The people from the Moretti Underground put out stuff. Um, you know, everybody and everybody puts, you know, stuff on our, uh, on our news channel. Well, Wilbur Witt, uh, a simple old boy from Austin. <laughs> I'm glad you Absolutely. guys put his stuff out there because nobody writes like Wilbur Witt does, and I, I love his writing, and I'm just so glad to to uh, have him as a friend. Absolutely. He's a good man, and uh, we respect him a lot. Try to have him on as much as we can, and we read all of his writing. So. Of course, you know, Absolutely. he blames me uh, for having come out of retirement. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. He said it was all my fault. I jerked him off the porch. That's that, that's a direct quote. I jerked him off the back porch. <laughs> well, you must have got him to be the one to do the live videos too, because he's been doing a lot of those there recently, also. Well, once he yeah, once he's seen how easy it was to do, uh, you know, he started doing that. And of course, Wilbur Witt is just a great Texan, a great American. And I remember the first event that I went to Austin. Uh, after I started with Raging Elephants Radio, the first speaking event I went to Austin, I got up there and Wilbur Witt was there. It was freaking cold. The wind was blowing a gale, and uh, he had a very thin coat. But And Wilbur Witt's not a young man, but he showed up, and that meant so much to me. Uh, I, I, I love Wilbur Witt, and I try to get him on here as often as I can. In fact, today I'm regretting the fact that I have only two hours. I've, I've almost played no commercials today. I'm sorry for my vendors, uh, but selfdefensefund.com, you're the big one. You're the big dog. And uh, petfloors.com, uh, thank you guys for supporting the show today. Uh, Bobby Ritter, do not be a stranger, man. You are welcome here anytime, and uh, and we got, we got to get Becky back on here too. Everybody that uh, has not downloaded the Raging Elephants application, do so. You're, you're, you're doing yourself an injustice if you do not download it. I downloaded it. I listen to it all the time whenever Doc's not on. So you guys must download that application. Well, th- thank you for the plug, Bobby Ritter. I think it's a, a no-brainer to have the Raging Elephants radio app on your smartphone because that gives you one-button access to listen to the show 24-7. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. We are broadcasting at Raging Elephants Radio. Raging Elephants Radio, American Voice Radio. We are the rebellious voice of liberty. That was Bobby Ritter, Rage Against the Regime out of Chicago, Illinois. We're going to be right back. We got a lot more for you. Take it away, Frank, on the Doc Green Show. Hey, Chaplin, you haven't called in in a while either. You ought to call in. I know you got something to say. Cutler Brogdon's in there. Rodney Pugh is in there. And Rodney, uh, the lines are open. 281-856-8367. 281-856-8367. We are live today from Houston on this great day when it's morning in America again. Yes, it is. And we're going to try to... There we are. Be right back. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. I have to mention that Gary Wilcox is actually a personal friend of mine, and last night he was at the polls. He got to the polls yesterday at 7 a.m., and he worked right to the bitter end. You guys need to support Gary Wilcox because he took an entire day off of work yesterday to make sure the elections happened and went smoothly. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things that they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. 
We found Gary with pep floors. He came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily. And when it came to installation time, they came out here to a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. We actually have a mobile showroom, so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you, and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call, and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot, and it's all free of charge. Bless you. And on the newsmaker line right now, 
one of the originals with the amazing Doc Green show, the chaplain, Gypsy Robert. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Doc. How are you doing this morning? Well, let's face it. I am giddy. I am excited. I tried to stay up last night to see when it went over, but at 1.30 in the morning, I just, I just couldn't do any more. I, I haven't had a good night's sleep now in uh, almost uh, 14 days. But uh, that's going to happen tonight because t- tomorrow I'm taking the day off, Chaplain. <laughs> well, I think we can all breathe a little easier now. I mean, I, <laughs> we just watched we just watched the American people. The American people took back their country yesterday. Yes, it was, it was amazing. Woo-hoo! I'm going. I mean, people don't realize. All the bullshit and all the, 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 the rules and the regulations and the things that our small company, our small company has to go through. I'm hoping Trump holds up to his word because he gets rid of all these regulations and these rules. It, we might be able to actually survive the next year. Well, it's so tough on business, and I, I know that uh, you guys have special regulations because of the uh, products that you guys deal with. But uh, Donald Trump has promised that he's going to make it better for American business, and everybody says, "Well, man, how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? What about all that debt, you crazy guy? You're you're not even a politician. How are you gonna make that happen? It's simple. Take the shackles off of the American businessman." Take the shackles off the American workers and put those shackles on the crooks and the criminals in the Democrat uh, cartel. That would be Barack and St. Obama. That would be Hillary Clinton. Uh, put, put the shackles on those guys where they belong. And all of a sudden, guess what? Especially here in Texas, Chaplain Jesse Robert, we are flush with cash. Well, yeah, but I tell you what, we can't stop there. We cannot stop. There. We've got to start now. We've got to take care of there are politicians under the pink dome. We've got to take care of these dang uh, local politicians at the local level. We've got to keep going. It's time that we start holding our politicians accountable. If they're not going to be held accountable, we lost. So we're going to have to hold them accountable. We're going to have to make them live up to what they tell us. It's like I sent a deal to Ed, Ed Thompson this morning. Okay, you're back in. But the next time around, I said, I don't want to hear you come tell me uh, all these bills and all these things that you've written that never made it into committee, never got out on the floor. I said, that doesn't do us a damn bit of good. Next time I hear you talk, you better be talking to us about the things that really matter to us. You better be telling us that you put forth this bill that made it through committee and on the floor and who voted for it and who did not vote for it. We are tired of the BS, and that's what it is. It's BS. Well, of course, the chaplain, Gypsy Robert, you are right, and I really appreciate you being on the show today, guys. i got to end it with this. A little bit of good rats for you because this is just too good. So we're going to play it on out. Thank you, Frank, for being part of the show today. Thanks, everybody who listens to American Voice Radio and the Doc Green Show. You guys are too awesome for words. My heart goes out to all of you today. We won last night, and we won last night because we care. Now, do your friends a favor. Tell them to quit listening to the mainstream media. Turn it off at least for two hours every day and listen to the amazing Doc Green Show, the guy that called it a year ago. The guy that showed you what was going to happen on this day, and now it has. You can trust. Oh, yeah. All right, gone.
gone. Barack Obama gone. The Clinton family gone. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold 
value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival, and I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events, and today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Oh, Melody. Well, we had some crazy trading um, after the election um, all night long. You had Dow Futures. You know, 800 points to the negative, and um, it all reversed itself. Uh, same way with gold. We had gold up 50 points, and uh, you know, it came all the way back down. But we'll talk about this after the uh, first segment of the program today because we have Wendy Wilson joining us. Uh, she'll be with us right after we go through these market numbers for you today. You have the de- uh, gold down. Uh, basically unchanged at $1,275.90. Silver was up three cents though today at 18.47. Platinum was down four at 1,003. Palladium was up 15 at 682 dollars. The USDX today, I haven't had a chance to follow that today. It was, of course, much stronger. 0.63, 98.55. Crude oil was up 0.30 at 45.28. I think the most astonishing number today is the 10-year yield. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. That was up 10% on that yield. The Dow was up 256 points, 18,588. The NASDAQ was up 57, 52.51. The S&P was up 23 at 21.63. So you can see on the Dow a huge spread between eight negative, 800 points negative to 300 positive. 10-year yield up 0.21 so it went back up over two so it's 2.07 percent on the yield on the 10-year yield that's about a 10 percent uh gain on that yield so a tremendous day in the bonds and to me i think that's that's an interesting number uh japan was down over five and a half percent hong kong was down too however europe didn't phase our election didn't phase them at all (laughs) 
Germany was up one and a half, and London was up one. So, uh, we'll t- again, we'll talk about these markets. Um, what do they mean? Do they mean anything? And are we just going to, is it just another day in this crazy neighborhood that we live in? Wendy Wilson from Apothecary Herbs joining us this afternoon for the first segment. Good afternoon, Wendy. Good afternoon, Melody, and hello, Al. Hello, Wendy. I thought we'd talk about some uh, vaccine studies that have come to light that were done overseas and seem to uh, shed some light on common health problems people get. Uh, more information is coming out about residual side effects of vaccines and uh, research from Germany and New Zealand and uh, some other places showed some interesting findings uh, reflecting common health conditions that are more prevalent supposedly in the vaccinated individuals than the non-vaccinated. Now, according to the National Vaccine Information Center, they've compiled a lot of detailed uh, information on studies around the world on their health effects of vaccines. So in the United States alone, they report that vaccinated children are at risk of the following health problems. One in 45 develops autism. One in six will have learning disabilities. One in nine will have asthma. One in 10 will have attention deficit disorder. One in 12 will have depression or other behavioral disorders. And one in 400 can develop diabetes, chronic inflammatory disorders, especially of the immune system, the skin, and the brain called encephalitis. So according to Health Impact News, the CDC admits it's never conducted research on the health of vaccinated children versus unvaccinated children. However, other countries are doing so. Well, let's look at the German study first. The German KIGS health study uh, is assessed uh, some information they collected from 2003 through 2006 on children and adolescents comparing the health conditions of those who were and were not vaccinated. What they report is that those who are vaccinated are at a greater risk of developing the following health conditions. Diabetes by 20%, autism by 11%, thyroid disease 17%, migraine headaches 25%, epilepsy or seizures 36%, scoliosis, 53%, autoimmune disorders, 70%, hyperactivity, 79%, hay fever, almost 11%, ear infections, also known as Otis Media, 11%, herpes, 12, almost 13%, neurodermatitis, which is inflammation of the brain or encephalitis, 13%, Sinusitis conditions, 15%, asthma and chronic bronchitis, 18%, and allergies, 21%. Now, a large long-term study called the Salzberger study, they looked at children from 15,000 mothers from 1990 to 1996, and then they followed them after they were given childhood vaccines like the DBT, which is your diphtheria, tetanus, and whooping cough. And they found that the death rate of vaccinated children was double compared to unvaccinated children. Uh, Here's a quote from Dr. Philip Einico. He says, in my medical career, I've treated vaccinated and unvaccinated children, and the unvaccinated children are far healthier than the vaccinated ones, end of quote. So let's take a real quick peek at the New Zealand study. 
Now, in New Zealand, their study was in 1992, and it showed that vaccinated children are more prone to chronic inflammatory-type diseases and behavioral problems compared to unvaccinated. So when you look at their study, they have this chart of the symptoms on the left side and then two columns of one for vaccinated and unvaccinated. So according to their research, uh, if you're vaccinated, you have a 15% chance of developing chronic asthma as compared to a 3% chance if you've never been vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, you could have a 32% chance of developing eczema and other allergic conditions compared to 13% if you're not vaccinated. Chronic ear infections for the vaccinated, they say, is 20%. Unvaccinated is 7%. Uh, recurrent tonsillitis, uh, they say, is an 8% risk if you're vaccinated, a 2% if you're not. If you have uh, sudden infant death syndrome or shortness of breath conditions, 7% if you're vaccinated, 2% if you're not. And hyperactivity for the vaccinated ranged at 8% and 1% for the unvaccinated. So uh, any questions so far before we go to the Hong Kong study? Uh, I have kind of a question. Kind of, yeah, I have a question. When we have no vaccines, children who take no vaccines, um, they tend to be healthier. Yeah. Does anyone consider whether that's a function of kids who don't take vaccines are probably not because they were truant, but because their parents were more health conscious? Were these children being raised in a more health conscious environment? And therefore, they didn't get vaccines. And if you see my question, uh -huh. to what extent is the problem because they didn't or did take vaccines? To what extent is the problem a function of parents who are health conscious? Well, I think there's a lot of factors in play there. Uh, what you said is one of them where, you know, parents are very health conscious. They're trying real hard to make sure the kids don't get a lot of sugar that suppresses immune system uh -huh. and so on. But I think a lot of it also is, you know, a lot of families that are like that will breastfeed children and they'll transfer the immunity from generation to generation to their kids. So they'll have stronger, hardier immune systems. Um, whereas if you're taking a lot of vaccines and a lot of um, antibiotics, your immune system is very, very suppressed. So um, I think there's some some factors that kind of come together here, but I think uh, a large percentage of it are uh, proactive, like you said, parents uh, choosing a different way and uh, mm -hmm. looking at all the information before they make you know, those types of health decisions. So very good observation there, Al. Thank you. Well, let's go to the Kong, Hong Kong study. This is like kind of the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Um, the Health Impact News reported on the researchers in Hong Kong, and they were looking at differences between children of ages of 6 to 15 uh, that were vaccinated with the influenza or the flu shot, and they were comparing them to children who did not get the flu shot. So they um, had a test group. This was a very important clinical trial study, which really impressed American doctors, and I'll get to why in a minute. So a placebo was used in their double-blind study uh, on the test group, so they didn't know if they were getting the flu shot or not. And what researchers found was that it is really unethical to avoid doing these types of studies because it will help protect the populations. So their report showed that after they followed the test subjects for nine months, those that were being vaccinated with influenza suffered 5.5 times more respiratory infections than those who did not get the flu shot. Their report went on to state 
that the type of infections, respiratory infections, the, the vaccinated people were getting were other, uh, other strains, different strains of influenza. So they, they are seeing that there's some sort of correlation between getting the influenza vaccine and then you seem to contract more uh, influenza-type strains of respiratory infections afterward. So the report was published in the November 2016 Clinical Infectious Disease Journal, and a lot of physicians are now advising parents, don't give your kids the flu shot due to this double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical trial in which the trivalent flu vaccine was used and the placebo uh, was an injection of saline solution. And you might say, well, why is a placebo saline uh, important? Well, other research trials used what are normally referred to as active placebos. And what that means is, is in that placebo syringe, they also put in substances and ingredients that you'll also find in the vaccine, but that's not detailed in the reports. And it's only in the raw data, and it's not in what gets published. So this skews the trial results in favor of vaccines. You understand that part? I sure do. They're giving you vaccines in both shots. Yep. You've got a strong vaccine and a kind of a, a moderate dose of vaccine, and uh, the result is we don't get as much comparative evidence right. that the strong vaccine is harmful. Right, exactly. Uh, so uh, the conclusions from the Hong Kong study regarding flu vaccine, um, they said uh, these three things. Influenza vaccines provide no benefit. Influenza vaccines cause a significant increase in the number of respiratory illnesses, and this one was huge. Influenza vaccines and possibly other vaccines harm the innate cell-mediated immune response, resulting in an increase in infectious disease incidence. And that's exactly what Dr. Anthony Morris said in 1976 after he was at FDA as their chief virologist for 10 years, looking at all the clinical trials, but he had access to the raw data. And that's when he said, vaccines just, just totally destroy an immune system. They wreck it. They make it so that it can't function like it should. And what year did you say he made that observation? Nine, well, he came out in public in 1976, but he had been the chief virologist for the FDA in their vaccine program. But he, was, he, he did that on live TV on the Phil Donahue show during the swine flu, the fake swine flu pandemic. Of course, he was immediately fired. And, of course, they tried to ruin him. Uh, but uh, he, he was trying to save lives because uh, he said the swine flu causes neurological damage. And he warned people not to get it. And what happened? We had what, over 400 people get Guillain-Barre. And that was the last year that you were able to directly uh, file suit against the vaccine manufacturers. After that, Congress set into motion uh, safeguards for the pharmaceuticals. So, um, well, I should mention an article in Live Science reported that patients who are exposed to alternative treatments, here you go, Al, this link to your question, tend to skip the flu shot each year. Researchers at Pennsylvania State University published their review showing that children who are treated with alternative therapies have parents that do not seek the flu shot for their children. So um, they also learned that more complementary physicians are not recommending flu shots and often other vaccines for their patients. So the CDC is trying to understand 
uh, why this is happening, they are trying to assess why more people are rejecting the flu vaccine. And what they're learning is that people are migrating to alternative therapies instead. So they're doing things like herbal supplements, chiropractic manipulation, acupuncture, and so on. Now, their study didn't adequately compare, you know, health of the vaccinated versus unvaccinated like the Hong Kong researchers, but the CDC concluded that from their data that medical doctors should ask their patients if they engage in alternative therapies and then to persuade them to receive the flu vaccine instead. And, of course, if you've been to the doctor lately, you are getting a lot more questions about things that are not pertinent to why you're at the doctor's office. So, because they're gathering information for the government. Yeah, yeah, they are. They absolutely are. But uh, you know, it's obvious obvious to me. You know, people are doing more home homework on on treatments. You know, we got the internet, and there's a lot more information out there for mm-hmm. them to you know do their homework with. And uh, the CDC's goal, they've always said it's 90% influenza flu shot saturation rate. They want to do each and every year, but they haven't hit that quite yet. Um, so fortunately, they haven't met those 95%? goals. Ninety-five percent is that no, what I heard? No, no, ninety, ninety. They want a ninety percent saturation point. Everybody in the U.S. practically, almost nearly everybody, getting the flu shot. So, um, but you know, I, I. So, what I, do you make of this? What do you make of this, Wendy? Are they just? Well, is this just about? Pre, is this just about making big profits for big pharma, or is there something more sinister where they want to do real damage to the? The young and uh, ultimately all of us. Well, I think in the beginning it was a profit-driven thing that, you know, obviously these uh, these vaccines uh, create a lot of internal medicine disease. So that means an unlimited uh, supply, basically, of patients for the, for the industry. Uh, plus, you know, they do get paid to give you disease with these flu, with these vaccines. So, um, and then... And then I know a lot of people have said, well, a lot of it has to do with population reduction, which that could factor in uh, because, you know, obviously people, they get a lot of these chronic conditions. And, of course, babies with with um, sudden infant death, you know, we are reducing population then, aren't we? Uh, so I, I just think it's not a good thing. I think it may have some sinister uh, intent and um I just want people to be safe out there and do their homework before they decide to roll up their sleeve, you know. I agree with you. And there's an easy way to get over the flu in two days. I show people how to do that all the time if you should get the flu. It's not that hard. Are you going to give us a clue? Well, what you want to do is you don't suppress that fever. Keep the fever wet by drinking, hydrating, taking a couple of baths each day to cool off with if you feel hot. But the fever burns off the virus. Mm-hmm. So if you suppress it, you're going to be six, five to seven days. So two days, and you feel kind of yucky. Uh, hydrate, hydrate, and you'll do fine. And where I mean, can we learn more? Oh, they can give us a call uh, at eight six six two two nine three six six three. Thepowerherbs.com is the web address. Eight six six two two nine three six six three. Starting tomorrow is our Veterans Day special. So give us a call and save fifteen percent. Okay, Wendy, thanks very much. Informative report. Really appreciated it. That's Wendy Wilson from thepowerherbs.com at 866-229-3663. Melody and I will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival.
You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Addis, here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? Well, you said you wanted to talk about the election. We were going to talk election. a little bit. Is what election? election? Is it over? Well, that went by too quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was talking. Oh, way too quick. I was talking to Frank on another radio program last night, <laughs> and he said, you know, it seems like this election has been going on for five years. It was like it was never going to end. And maybe, even now I say maybe, because I'm still not, this thing has had more twists and turns, confusion, bewilderment, surprises, causes for fury, glee. I mean, this is just a, this is this is like a Roadrunner cartoon, practically, and I'm not convinced it's absolutely over yet although it probably is. I don't think, well, we'll watch and see. It's just bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Every every bit of it has been bizarre. Why do you think Clinton lost? Why? I mean, everybody thought she was going to win, apparently. I, I watched I watched it from, from 8 o'clock last night on up until about 3 in the morning. I watched the returns. And one of the things that surprised me is how depressed and dejected the Democrats were. And they and and some of them, the people at the Democratic Party, they were concerned that the Trump supporters were vicious and prone to violence. Huh? Just as Trump supporters are concerned that the Democrats were vicious and prone to violence. And it was kind of interesting to me to see that 
you look at them, and those people who were supporting Hillary didn't look all that much different from people who were supporting Trump. And it was it was something where we couldn't exactly see that in each other. There was there was a strange division, a, pol- a polarization where we attributed to others the same sort of problems that maybe could be legitimately attributed to us, vice versa. Uh, it was just kind of interesting for me to see that there was a sense of humanity that crossed both party lines, although neither party might recognize it. They're both pretty much the same. And they were astonished, bewildered, and heartbroken, crying. Hillary lost. And they thought this was fantastic. I looked at it and I thought it was, I thought it was just, I thought it, I thought it was fantastic that Trump, that the, that the election was so close. They thought it was fantastic that Hillary lost. I thought it was fantastic that Trump didn't win by more. I had thought that if Trump didn't win, it would because of, it would be because of election fraud and vote rigging by Hillary. But he did win which kind of puts our fears of vote rigging and whatever in election fraud, kind of puts them to rest. Um, apparently, the election was more or less on the up and up, but I was still surprised that it was cl- was as close as it was. I thought Hillary would be, I thought Trump would win in an avalanche. He was strong, but he didn't win by an avalanche. Uh, so but why, did, why did Clinton lose? Right, this is an interesting question to me. And there was so one of the, one of the uh, says Clinton's stunning loss. This is from Associated Why Press. Why wouldn't she lose? I mean, and the only reason she probably lost was because Comey coming out. Maybe a week she did get the popular vote. She had more of you know, so she did get that part. Maybe they just gave her that because they felt sorry. Kind of like being but, in the Special Olympics. Everybody gets a trophy, gets a even trophy. if you don't. Uh, here, you don't win, we'll give you the thanks popular. Thanks for playing. Movie. Here's your Ginsu steak knives. You know, we'll see you in four years. Look, this country is split. Whether you know, how, however you look at it, whichever we're split. Yep. You got half going in one direction and half going in another direction. And the problem is, it's Washington that fuels that split. And I think. You know, I've had people who uh, emailed me today thinking it was, you know, a divine intervention. It was miracle. Uh, God intervened through the prayers of his people. And, and it, 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 it was by determined evangelical Christian voters that gave Donald Trump this election. Um, I don't know yet. Um, but we are a force. Uh, there was a movement. I'm just not sure what was stirring the movement. And I hope that we experience the movement was pushed through with Christian minds and voters and prayers. I mean, I... I, I, I I think you're close to having the the right idea here. I I think it was decided by morality. But the question also... Have we been duped? I got an email from a question from a um, uh, in my emails from a listener. Or have we been duped? We could have been duped too. We don't know yet. So, uh, Democratic strategist Chris Collins, Coffinus, excuse me, 
He said that he's talking about why they lost. He said the mistake we made was that we ignored the powerful part of Trump's message because it, because we hated so much of the rest of the message. Yeah. The mistake we made is that people would ignore that part and just focus on the negative. So they gave uh, another one. Here's another one. Every time the race focused on Clinton, uh, her numbers dropped, eventually making her one of the least liked uh, presidential nominees in history. So she wasn't likable. She also, uh, they didn't have a focus. Trump said, make America great again. Hillary seemed to say, make feminists great again. Feminism is kind of old news. It didn't really capture the imagination. I don't think anyone, I don't think a significant number of people impressed by the idea we're going to break the glass ceiling, as if that's important. Um, but I think the real reason Hillary lost, I think there's a, there is a recent report that a woman named Gina Rodriguez, who was a Latina and left-wing advocate, uh, she interviewed President Obama and she asked him, many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to the country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration go where I live? Will they come for my family? Will they deport us? President Obama replied, not true. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself, and there is not a situation where the voting rolls are somehow transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential in terms of who you voted for. If you have a family member who maybe is who maybe is undocumented, then you should have an even greater reason to vote. President Obama effectively encouraged illegals to vote with that statement. All right? And it resulted in a certain amount of controversy. And <clears throat> we have the chief law enforcement officer of the country was essentially saying, go ahead, you can break the law, and nobody's going to harass you. Huh? There's, a, there's, there's, there's reports on Fox News and the, the actual interviews available and whatever. Um, but we had a situation where, just came out, just saw this yesterday. Obama's mother-in-law, Michelle's mother, has now received a $170,000, presumably $170,000 per year pension for taking care of the grandkids at the White House for the last eight years. She also traveled to a number of foreign countries. She had never been overseas before. Now she's a seasoned foreign traveler. She enjoys whatever perquisites are available at the at the White House and traveling and whatever. And she gets a $170,000 pension for taking care of her grandkids. This is the kind of thing. And then there's Michelle Obama. Michelle spent millions of dollars on her trans, on her travel costs, bringing sometimes several dozen people with her as part of her entourage, and didn't mind spending and wasting the, the taxpayers' money. And what I'm trying to get to is this. The Obama administration is and was corrupt. His whole idea was, show me the money and take advantage of whatever you can and screw the taxpayers. Hillary was part of that. Hillary was part of the Obama administration, which was corrupt. Hillary was part of the Democratic Party, which was corrupt. And I'm not arguing for a minute that the Republicans aren't. But Hillary was part of a corrupt entity. She was a card-carrying member of the establishment. And the establishment doesn't give a damn about the American people. And here comes 
here comes uh, Donald Trump. He wasn't part of the establishment. He may have some shady dealings and just things in his past that uh, he may not want people to look at, but he was not implicated in crime, treason. He got what he got. He might he might be smooth. He might be slick in some regards to cut his deals in ways that made him made money for him. But he did not break the law. So if, so far as I'm able to understand, Hillary did it all the time. Lied all the time. What I'm trying to get to, I think Hillary lost because in the end, she really was crooked Hillary. And I don't she think lost it was just because she was immoral. And I don't think it was just. Hillary, I think it was recognized that it just wasn't her. It yeah. was all That's of right. Washington. That's it exactly was right. All of Washington, and not just in Washington. It's around the world. Look at all of these countries. You have the Brexit. You have Scotland who tried. You have France, Le Pen. You have Germany, Merkel, she won't be there next election. Italy's next. You know, their election's coming up at the end of this year. And they're all conservative. They're all anti-establishment people. Now, you can read articles where, you know, they think that this is terrible, that the, that the, that the world is collapsing. Yeah, their world is collapsing. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, repercussions from it, too. But on the other hand, it's a start to where we can rebuild. You have to bring that old building down before you can uh, rebuild the new space, one. Make space, knock it down, put in a new foundation. Knock it down and put it rebuild. in. So, yeah. So, you know, it's great. And uh, it, it's so it's not just happening here. And you know what? If, it did, if we didn't have Brexit, if we didn't have even Greece, even though, you know, Cyprus, you know, people voted him in thinking he'd be able to do all kinds of things, you know, against the, the European Union, but he didn't. But even that was the beginning of it, so to speak, with Scotland and so forth. They didn't make it. Iceland. Without, without Brexit, maybe Trump, maybe we, did, we wouldn't have had these results. So it is contagious. It makes people say, well, gee, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. You know, and that's how you get these grass movements. And there's a time, you know, nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. It may be that we're seeing, we're glimpsing that idea, whatever it is. I'm looking at it, and I think it's a, it's not evidence that everybody in this country, or maybe even a majority of this country, is are moral people. But it's evidence to me that enough moral people got up and said, look, I'm not voting for Hillary under any uh, for any reason. She is corrupt. I will not vote for her. I'm going to vote for Trump because he might be honest. So this has been an extraordinary election. All the establishment media pollsters, liars, hardcore hacks, and even Hillary Clinton were defeated, I think, by their own slickness. There is such a word. By their own immorality, pathology, lawlessness. No telling how this election will really turn out. Trump could turn into, he may become a gross disappointment to all of us. Or he might turn out to be some kind of a hero. But for now, it's enough to say that the good guys won around. Right? Good well, guys. The people should, moral. The moral majority actually maybe kicked up its heels for the first time in a couple of decades. And the bad guys lost precisely because they are. Bad guys. Imagine well, that. An American presidential election was decided maybe by morality. Who would have well, thought that was possible? We still have Congress. 
but he sh- anything he, that he wants, he should be able to get, just like Obama had in the first two years of his term. He had all Democrats. He was able to get done whatever he wanted to do. So Trump should be able, I mean, the next two years, whatever he wants to get done should be at least initiated in these next two years and approved on. So it'll be an, it'll be an exciting two years to see the changes take place. It'll be an exciting two is, years. They might be instigated. Con- they might not be fully implemented, you know, in the two years, but at least, you know, we'll, we should see a lot in two years. If Trump can hold the public support. All right. If Trump turns out to if be just a clown, if he turns, he loses public support, he's not going to accomplish much of anything in the first two years, or at least he's going to run that risk. He's got to somehow convince Americans, and not just those that supported him in the election, but people for, for, for Hillary, that he's actually doing something to make America great again. And if he can convince people that's, a pro, that's an ongoing process and it's still a live possibility, he's going to get public support. And if he does, that public support will lean on Congress, it'll lean on the Senate, and it'll say, look, you better do what he wants. If you want to get reelected, you better support Trump. So we'll watch and see. But for the moment, the good guys won around. I'm pleased with that. And it's cause for real celebration. It truly um, is. For, yeah, yeah, it truly is. Might not, you know, a week from now or three months from now, maybe not. But for the moment, we, we got the right thing kind of happened. And by the right thing, I don't just mean yay Republicans. I certainly don't mean that. In fact, Trump is – the other thing that's interesting about this is, is Trump really a Republican? Is he really a Democrat? What is he? Trump is a third-party candidate. He's an independent who, by certain amount of dumb luck or the grace of God, captured the Republican nomination. He's outside the establishment. That's why the establishment media and establishment politicians of both the Democrats and the Republicans despised him. He isn't really part of the Republican Party, and yet he captured the Republican Party nomination. And by doing so, we have what is essentially a third-party candidate in the White House. And that's what we'll also be seeing changes in the Republican Party. Will it be, how will it be changed? Will it become a populist party? You know, and he will be there making the changes to that. I don't believe the Republican Party will be what it uh, what it has been for the past 20, 30 years, which is basically an establishment operation rather than, I mean, it's going to force the Republican yes, Party to do has... more than pay lip service. They're going to have to actually do what the people want rather than just to tell them, oh, we're going to end abortion. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to be conservative. We're going to cut they taxes. Talk about they don't do it. it. But they don't. Do no, I know it. that they don't do it. But they they don't just tell you it. the story. They tell you the story in order to bamboozle you into supporting them. But then the whole thing, they just betray your trust. And they've been doing it for a couple of decades and just oh, laugh about well, it. There's no difference between the parties at this no, point. No, not significant. No, no moral difference. difference. That's why, and that's no why Trump fit in. There's no difference between the two. Well, that's why Trump was able to get people who would not support. I mean, it would be interesting to see how many of the people who supported Trump would have done so, would, have, would not have voted if Trump was not in the election. He may have attracted people who are just so sick of Republicans, sick of Democrats. They said, I'm going to vote for that guy. He's an outsider. Let's take a break. More commercials. Be back in a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival.
Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Cedar Stroman Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. What's next, Melody? Oh, there was a. Let me see if I can. There was other things that were going on in the elections last night, and I think I lost my page. There was uh, some gun measures, and I did. There were some gun measures. Um, there were some marijuana measures, both medicinal and recreational. And I'll see if I can bring that up here in the few short minutes, Al. Oh, here we go. There were three states that legalized recreational marijuana, four approved medical marijuana initiatives. Most of those were in the West. Um, You had Nevada, California, Arizona, Arkansas approved um, medical marijuana, Florida medical marijuana, um, Massachusetts, so that was on the ballots, and a lot of those were passed. Four states voted to raise the minimum wage. One rejected a lower minimum wage for minors. We had at least three states voted to expand background checks on firearms and ammunition. Nevada uh, will require private firearm transfers to go through a licensed gun dealer. California Proposition 63 will prohibit possession of large-capacity ammunition mags and require certain individuals to pass a background check to buy ammunition. I think that one was an interesting one. Uh, Washington State will authorize courts to issue extreme risk protection orders to remove an individual from access to firearms. And Maine will, they rejected... um, uh, by 52% will not require background checks before a gun sale or transfer among people who aren't licensed firearm dealers. So, 
It's just some of the other things that were going on uh, during the election. Does they add any more gun control measures in Chicago? They've worked real effectively there, well, don't you Don't know. they? Don't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 Some of the strongest gun control laws in the country, and I don't know how many people get shot on the weekends. A couple dozen sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, what will these mortals be, or at least some of them? You know, it is a human tendency, perhaps, to think that we can legislate a more moral society a more law-abiding society. All you have to do is pass laws and everybody's going to obey them. People who believe that are living in a dream world. It may be that if we had a moral population in the first place, that is to say people who had actually been raised in a, in a strong religious environment and went to church on a regular basis, if we had that moral foundation, yeah, the laws might make a difference. But as it is, they're just kind of silly. A lot of people in this country don't regard the law as anything more than a kind of recommendation and the real law. And Hillary Clinton would be a classic example. What's the law? The laws don't get caught. And if you do, just, you know, ignore it. And she she did a fantastic job of that. They caught her at one thing or another, and she just ignored it and pretended that she was doing everything all right. And she said, I was doing everything all right. I was doing everything all right. And people would ultimately accept the lie. They wouldn't enforce against her. And she's exactly the kind of person that we have too many of in this country. And maybe the tide's turning. I mean, Trump's election might mark, might, might, might mark a time when we're going to go back to something moral in the society rather than just greedy. Or one, of the, one of the greatest headlines I saw today, <laughs> disbelief. Questions at United Nations after Trump victory. And yeah. it's just a, the election of uh, Mr. Trump as the next U.S. president was met with disbelief or despondency on Wednesday among some of these United Nations officials and diplomats uh, surrounding his foreign policy. As if we remember, um, he said that the 71 year old UN as weak and incompetent threatened to pull out of a global deal to combat climate change, mm-hmm. which is the uh, cornerstone of the legacy of UN Chief Ban Ki-moon, who steps down at the end of 2016, which really can't be too soon, after serving two five-year terms as Secretary General. Um, so he has said during, Mr. Trump said during one of his speeches that the UN is not a friend of democracy. It's not a friend of freedom. It's not a friend even to the United States. Of America, so these are the things that uh, you know come out, you know, eh, you know, trying to make a Trump look bad, but yet to me it's just they're making like, him look good. They're making him look so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go, yes. You know that's so. Uh, this yeah. is one of the, and you know, so it's telling you that hey, you know, they're they're more concerned. But I also know that uh, you know if they're going to work with the United States they will have to conform and, and change. and um, Or relocate. <laughs> they can't I've relocate. I've thrown the hell out enough. of New York City and send them to Brussels can't. or someplace. Yep. yep. Pack your bags and get out. Yep. You know, how long have people in this country been waiting for someone to stand up to the United Nations? I, I haven't heard it in the last 30, 40 years. I don't doubt maybe it's happened at times and the rest of it, but from a presidential perspective, who, is, who has been negative about the United Nations? 
Maybe I missed it, but I just haven't heard it. Trump is saying something that I wish somebody had said 30, 40 years ago. And here we're getting to it. Well, hooray. I'm saying hooray. And some people are saying there's something wrong with me because I'm applauding for Trump. And in fact, I'm one of the people who recognizes that our government has become oppressive. It's not doing me any good. It's dragging people like me off to wars in Iraq and Vietnam and wherever. What did Iraq do to us? What did did Vietnam do to us? North Vietnam. They didn't do anything to us. They tell us that we went to Iraq to to fight for our freedoms. They hate us for our freedoms. The only people who hate my freedoms are the president, the vice president, the Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court. They're the ones that are taking my freedoms away. It's not Iraq. But you know something, too? A lot of this is because, and they will wait for Trump's plans when he lays out a foreign policy for people to see, a foreign policy plan for people to see. They just don't know at this time what exactly. What he said during his, his, his campaign will, is something totally different. And hopefully he keeps that idea with him. He, he told the people he wouldn't let him down. So hopefully he can say that. But I think also when he gets there, he, I think he'll also realize, you know, there is, you know. Uh, oh, there are practical uh, you know, realities that yes. you have to deal with. And, that's, yes. the, and so, that's just true for anyone who goes to Congress, to the Senate, to the presidency. Right. Because the whole population of Washington, D.C., is, or at least those that work for the government, they have a certain mentality. And if you want something done, you need the cooperation of people. You need their cooperation. You can't just sit there and you do this because you can't shoot them. And I'm not recommending you should be able to, but in the end, it's a situation where if you want something done, you have a bureaucracy up there that has a certain amount of momentum, and it has vested interests, and it has attitudes. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're President President Trump or you're President Obama or President whoever. That bureaucracy has certain momentum that you cannot easily overcome by force, and you have to kind of persuade them. And if you're going to persuade them, they're going to persuade you, and you've got to cut some deals. Trump, you know, he thinks he's good at cutting deals. Well, we'll see. And we'll see if he can cut deals that actually work for the best interests of the American people, or if he winds up selling us out to get small to get small rewards, will he sell us out in significant ways, or will he compel the bureaucracy to essentially betray their interests to serve the American people in a significant way? I think the next two years will be very exciting. Oh, yeah. I don't expect to die from boredom, Melody. Whatever gets me, it won't be boredom. I expect... The years to become increasingly interesting, exciting, scary. They're going to be scary. Yeah, I expect that. Um, Because we still have to remember, you know, sure, we saw the the Dow Jones go from 800, 900 uh, points to the downside in future trading last night just to reverse itself to almost 300 points to the upside. We saw gold reverse 50 bucks. Uh, it was a negative territory part of the day today. So, um, but our problems are still here. Yep. And Carl Icahn, he left. I read where he left uh, Trump's celebration after his speech, I guess, and he went out and bought some stocks and stuff. So, you know, 
our fundamental problems are still there. The fundamentals for gold and silver are still there. These things haven't changed. I don't believe they're going to change. And I believe we still have a lot of turmoil financially in our markets, our stock markets. Um, You know, we're right back to Janet Yellen. I can't wait till he replaces her. Um, so I, 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 you know, there's going to be a lot of volatility, a lot of volatility and gold and silver is the best thing to own during this uh, volatile time. Well, Trump will have his hands full and he's going to be facing Mm -hmm. problems that if I had to bet, I would say there's not a man alive on the face of this earth that could effectively deal with the problems Trump is going to face. And they're not going to be his fault. It's just that's what we're dealing with. That's where we are right now. And whoever is saddled with the burden of dealing with those problems are going to face problems that are basically insurmountable, at least in a painless way. We're going to go through some trouble. We're going to see some serious trouble before this is all over. And then, after we have taken our medicine, which we do not want to take, and we'll do anything to avoid taking, but after we take our medicine, and that's what will probably have to happen, then we can start to rebuild. Then we may get a lot of the craziness and the stupidity beat out of us by reality. And then we can start rebuilding and say, okay, here's the truth of the matter. Let's put this brick on top of this brick, and let's see if we can build a wall. Let's see if we can build a building. Let's see if we can build a skyscraper. Let's make something. But we'll start with the truth once we get knocked back down to where we can see it. We got out of an article here from Alan Greenspan. And he's, uh, pull this up, says, this is, this is from Bloomberg. Headline is, Greenspan foresees 5% interest rates. Only one long-term direction, and that is up. Here's a couple of quotes from an interview with Alan, uh, by Bloomberg with Alan Greenspan. He says, we could see a shift away from excess, excessively low interest rates fairly soon. Now, he doesn't say what fairly soon means, and he's, I suppose, 90 years old, so I'm not sure that fairly soon means the same thing to him that that it means to teenagers, but uh, he says still a shift away from excessively low interest rates. He thinks interest rates are going to rise. He says, I think in the area of 3 to 4 or 5% eventually, that's the rise he's anticipating, but uh, that's what the rates have been historically, not only for hundreds of years, but for thousands of years. We're moving into the very early stages of inflation acceleration. That could be the trigger. There's only one long-term direction in interest rates, and that is up. It's a problem, as as is going from where we are now with you know half a percent interest rate to four or five percent. There's a whole structure of adjustments which have to which have taken place since 2008, which have to be unwound, and that's not going to be done without a problem. And he's saying there's going to be trouble. Goes on, and he's, this is a fundamental theme that he's advanced over the course of the last oh four months, maybe five. I'm not sure. If you listen to the debates in the primaries, nobody is addressing the fundamental issues that need to be addressed. Entitlements are rising and choking off gross domestic savings and ultimately gross domestic investment. And it's the major cause of the reason why output per hour and productivity were so flat, not only in the United States, but throughout the developed world. What he's saying here is we've got too many people who have this entitlement mentality. 
And it's all wrong. The truth of the matter is not one of us is entitled to a dime we haven't personally earned. And it doesn't make any difference what your gender is, what your age is, what your race is. You're not entitled. And then the government says, oh, you're special. You're entitled. No, you're not. You're not entitled to anything you haven't earned. And people, as long as we ignore that reality, we're going to continue to go deeper and deeper into trouble. People are convinced they are entitled to things they haven't earned. It isn't true. It's a lie. You can't have something you haven't personally earned except by taking it from someone who did earn it. It's theft. Entitlements are theft. It's a fancy name for it, but it's theft. You know, blacks are complaining about white privilege. Whites have white privilege. All right? I would complain about black entitlements. All right? Blacks have entitlements. Whites have privileges. The truth is, Neither is more right or wrong than the other. You're not entitled to anything you haven't earned. And when you get something like that, uh, and the society embraces that philosophy, it's just trouble. It means that people, $9 trillion have disappeared out of the Pentagon. We have illegal aliens coming into the country and filing income tax returns so they can get money that they haven't earned. They didn't pay any income tax, but they're getting refunds, right? This is part of an entitlement mentality, which is legalized theft that's authorized by the government. And I would hope that Mr. Trump is going to do something about that. I hope he pays attention to what Mr. Greenspan has said about the dangers of entitlements and begins to wean this country off that dependency, that nonsense, that that suicidal tendency. We're out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Never seems to be a single penny left for me. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. were happening it was too much pressure for me and I had to go to sleep early and I woke up this morning and I saw who won and I saw who lost and I'm real happy with the person that lost and I think I will be happy with the person that won if he starts to implement everything that he was talking about. If he does that, then I would think that the country is finally going in the right direction. And what I found was that in life, every day we make choices, just like millions of people made a choice in this past election. Sometimes when things are bad or a picture looks bleak, you don't want to make a choice that in your mind will get worse. So even though we have so many choices that we can make in so many different areas, you have to understand, like everything else in life, eating is a matter of conscientiously making wise choices as well. It's something that everybody has to do to keep the body healthy and alive, which is basically the practical purpose of eating. But unfortunately for many, the purpose of eating has become centered around satisfying the taste of the, that the tongue has become addicted to. And when you allow the tongue's addiction for the taste of flesh and blood and refined grains and sugar and salt and sodas, etc., etc., to dictate what nourishment the body gets, This has resulted in what the U.S. Senate report called a wave of malnutrition sweeping the country. Now, it's a fact that most Americans are aware of. Back in 1978, there was this survey that showed that 14% of those polled thought that Americans ate a proper diet. And believe it or not, 
That figure has not changed much since then. Now, awareness of this problem can motivate us to live more consciously and basically turn a negative into a positive. So rather than live as consumer zombies that are ultimately controlled by advertising campaigns, being dragged here and there as slaves to our tongues and our senses, we should basically take our lives into our own hands, beginning at home with the basics. So a natural starting point is to choose not to continue as blind food fattest, eating newly developed non-foods that are chemically flavored and preserved, or that contain empty calories, refined flour, sugar products, or they're loaded with saturated fat, cholesterol, MSG, and their euphemisms, and aspartame or Splenda. If you guys are hearing noise in the background, I have to apologize that for that because I am in a situation that I can't avoid. So anyway, so most of these foods have become very popular in a relatively short period of time. So instead, if we choose the kinds of healthful, wholesome foods that our ancestors thrived on, like whole grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, fresh produce, which a major portion of the planet still thrives on, such apparently small and significant choices as these benefit not only each individual, but all of society as well. So though the concern for making new food choices can begin as a limiting self-centered interest for personal health and well-being, it easily leads to an expanding consciousness and regard for others and the world around us when we understand that thoughtfully choosing the foods we eat actually renders decisions filled with moral and political ramifications about our use of the Earth's precious resources. So, for example, if we know that the excessive meat consumption in the United States has been scientifically linked to the increase in heart disease and colon cancer, and in addition, it's been scientifically and medically established that protein obtained from plant foods is not inferior to the protein obtained from flesh foods, but rather it is a superior choice of protein because among other things, it is cholesterol and saturated fat free. So while we recognize the fact that consumption of meat 
cannot be justified on a nutritional basis. We can't neglect the fact that in America, 14 to 20 pounds of nutritious legumes and whole grains are fed to livestock to obtain one pound of meat in return. So 14 to 20 pounds of legumes which are and whole grains, which are dynamite for the body, gives us, when it's fed to the animals, one pound of meat. So the process, this process of turning plant protein in the whole grains and the legumes to animal protein results in a 90% protein loss. So of all the grain that's currently fed to livestock in the U.S. were consumed directly by people, the number of people who could be fed would be nearly 800 million people. So with this information that's available, the consumption of flesh products is proving to be unhealthy, unnecessary, and in a world where millions suffer from starvation or malnutrition every year, totally unjustifiable. In addition to this, most of the feed given to the animals is genetically modified, which passes to the consumer and results in a myriad of diseases, the cause of which people can't understand. So unfortunately, the revelation or the revaluation of the purpose of food and its fair distribution probably will not come from the people who are presently making unhealthy profits on taste addictions. Why? Because they justify their non-food scamming as simply supplying the demand even though the demand was created by their multi-million dollar advertising campaign. So basically, the sort of reasoning places the responsibility squarely on the people who have the most to gain, gain from being supplied with more helpful products, and that would be you and me. So in the marketplace of supply and demand, as long as the product is bought, that guarantees it will continue to be manufactured and marketed. But it also means that we have a choice. And the choice is to either say yes or to say no. Now, how do we say no? We say no by refraining from buying non-nutritious, non-quality, plastic fat foods. And we say yes to buying wholesome natural foods. So in this sense, every time you buy or you don't buy a product, you're basically registering to vote in the marketplace of supply and demand. Now, it could seem to you that this might have as much effect on the world's hunger situation as your voting for a president has on the world situation. But the fact is, individuals making such apparently insignificant choices do make a difference when there's enough of them. You consider the health food aisles 
that have appeared in supermarkets all over the country within the last five to 10 years, and it's a mind blower. I mean, you walk into a supermarket and all of a sudden they have organic sections and they have health food sections. 20 years ago, that was, that was an impossibility. So it would be totally naive and misleading for me to say or even imply that you cutting out the meat and junk food consumption from your diet will save the world's hunger problem and create a utopia on earth. It won't. The philosophy, the politics, the economics that affect the world's food distribution are far, far more complicated than that. You take a look at the medical evidence. It's really clear, it's consistent, it's overwhelming. The vegetarians and the vegans are far less likely to get cancer, heart disease, diabetes, or osteoporosis. And they're far less likely to be overweight, they have a lot more stamina, they consume far less pesticides in their food, and they have stronger immune systems. Okay, we know everybody gets old, we know that everybody dies, but sometimes, even though that happens, which we have no control over, we have no control over getting old, and we have no control over when it's time to leave our body, the point is, we do have control over whether or not we're gonna spend our life in a doctor's office or buying prescription drugs on a daily basis. So this study, the China-Oxford-Cornell study, was the largest epidemiological study ever conducted. And the study found that those eating the amount of animal foods typical for Americans have 17 times the death rate from heart disease. And for women, five times the rate of breast cancer than those who get 5% or less of their protein from animal foods. Okay, meat contains 14 times the amount of pesticides as plant foods because the pesticides get concentrated as they move up the food chain. And since they're more easily stored in fatty tissues, back in 1980, this 1980 was six years after the pesticide, the Eldrin, was banned. The USDA, the US, well, Department of Agriculture, which is affectionately known as the U.S. Department of Assholes, they destroyed two million packages of frozen turkey products contaminated with the Eldrin. What's worse is that this contamination can routinely occur without any kind of detection whatsoever. So in 1974, the Fraud and Drug Administration they found the Eldrin in 85% of all dairy products and 99.5% of the American people. So 
So the Environmental Pollution Agency, the EPA, discovered that the breast milk of vegetarian women contained far fewer levels of pesticides than that of the average American. Then another study reported in the New England Journal of Medicine found that the highest levels of contamination in the breast milk of vegetarian women were lower than the lowest level of contamination in non-vegetarian women. This means that vegetarian levels were only 1% to 2% as high as the average levels in the U.S. So let me ask you a question. You have a pet in the house. Do you want him to suffer? I don't think anybody wants an animal to suffer. But it's easy to forget that when you eat them. And this is what you support. So the easiest action a person can take to reduce animal suffering is to simply stop eating them. You got eight, at least eight billion animals are killed for food every year in the U.S. alone. This is a number greater than the entire human population on the planet. Well, maybe getting close, close, we're up to around nine billion. So what's worse is that the modern agricultural methods mean that animals are raised in cramped confinement operations instead of the pastures that we have seen in our picture books when we were little kids. And this is commonly known as factory farming. So the chickens that are killed for flesh in the U.S. are bred and drugged to grow so quickly that their hearts, their lungs, and their limbs can't keep up. So six to seven hens that are used for eggs live cramped together in a battery cage the size of a file drawer, and thousands of chickens are stacked tier upon tier in huge filthy warehouses. Gets better. The cattle are castrated. Their horns are ripped out of their heads. They get third-degree burns from branding that's inflicted upon them, and they get absolutely no pain relief. The cows that are used for their milk are drugged and bred to produce unnatural amounts of milk, and then to have their babies stolen from them shortly after birth and sent to the ridiculously cruel veal farms so that the humans can now drink the calf's milk. The mother pigs on the factory farms are confined to crates so small, they are unable to turn around or even lie down comfortably. Then you have the fish on the aqua farms that spend their entire lives in cramped, filthy enclosures, whereby they suffer from parasitic infections diseases, debilitating injuries. And the conditions on some of these farms are so horrendous that 40% of the fish can die before the farmers can kill and package them for food. 
Nothing like eating a dead rotting fish body or any kind of body. Then you got the turkeys and they, you got turkeys. Okay, everybody likes turkeys. So they take the turkeys and they burn off their beaks and their toes with a hot blade. While this is happening, the turkeys suffer heart failure or debilitating leg pain. They become crippled under the weight of their genetically manipulated and drugged bodies, and they can't walk and they can't move. So for some, vegetarianism and veganism are easy ways to refuse to participate in this kind of cruelty. So if you eat vegetarian, eating that way saves more land, more energy, more water than any other choice you can make. Why? Because livestock eats several times more grain than they produce as meat. So raising livestock uses several times as much land to grow the grain to feed them, several times as much energy to harvest the grain and transport them, several times as much water to grow the grain and to water the animals, and several times as much pesticides, and on and on and on. So look at it this way. The worldwide petroleum reserves would be exhausted in 11 years if the rest of the world ate like we did in the U.S. The least energy-efficient plant food is 10 times as efficient as the most efficient flesh food. So if, an, if there were a switch to a vegan diet, nationwide that would allow us to cut our oil imports by 60% or more. Over half the water used in the U.S. is used to grow feed for livestock. Okay, let me give you a little bit more. It takes 100 times as much water to produce meat than to produce wheat. The water required to produce one day's worth for a typical American, one day's worth of food is 5,000 gallons. For vegetarians, it's 1,200 gallons. And for vegans, it's 300 gallons. Now, if you compare to a vegan diet, three days of the typical American diet requires as much water as you use to shower all year, assuming you shower once a day. The U.S. livestock produces 250,000 pounds of waste per second, which is 20 times as much as humans. Then you go to the feedlots, and a large feedlot produces as much waste as a large city, but without a sewage system. So then what happens? The animal waste is washed into the rivers and the lakes. It causes increased nitrates, phosphates, ammonia, and bacteria, and decreases the oxygen content. All these things kill plant and animal life. So the meat industry, the flesh industry accounts 
for three times as much harmful organic waste as the rest of the industries in the U.S. combined. It takes 10 times as much land to produce food for an average American compared to a vegan. An acre of land can produce 20,000 pounds of potatoes. One acre, 20,000 pounds of potatoes, but only 165 pounds of flesh foods. In the U.S., 260 million acres of forests have been destroyed for use as agricultural land to support the flesh diet. That's over one acre per person. Since 1967, the rate of deforestation has been one acre every five seconds. And for every acre cleared for urban development, Seven acres are cleared to graze animals or grow the feed for them. Gets worse. About 85% of topsoil loss is directly associated with raising livestock. The U.S. Department of Agriculture says that crop productivity is down 70% as a result of topsoil loss, and it takes nature 50 years to build an inch of top, I'm sorry, 500 years to build an inch of topsoil. So a vegan diet makes less than 5% of the demands on the soil as a flesh-based diet. So making the change in the way we live our personal lives can be the beginning of a real commitment to work on another level to help solve the world's hunger problem. Besides just spouting slogans or intellectually nodding our approval, why we live as hypocrites whose real lives contradict real solutions. So is change easy? For some, yes. For some, hell no. But we all have to look at the big picture to see what is of the utmost importance. So if the dictates of your tongue and your senses are more important than the health of the planet, you will be content to stay the way you are. If your consciousness is such that you care about the world you live in then maybe you might want to consider these things to help it stay the way it is until Monsanto and Dow and DuPont and Bayer and Syngenta start opening Southern Green factories. So besides making wise choices about the basic activity of eating, we can also make choices in so many other little ways in our daily lives. We can grow more of our own food just by growing sprouts in jars. We can hang clothes on the line to dry instead of using the dryer. We can walk places when driving isn't necessary. We can recycle what we can. We can stop buying things that we don't need. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And these choices will not only make our lives happier and healthier, but would ensure the health and well-being of future generations as well. 
So I know I talk about this all the time, and it's really hard. And people say, oh, my God, I can't make that change. I, well, we're conditioned. I, I'm no different than anybody else. I was a little kid, grew up in Newark, New Jersey. Everything that had a face in a, a, face in a mother, you name it, bacon and eggs for breakfast, and except on Fridays when my mother used to cook nothing but dairy products, liquid fat. I was wondering why I was sick with allergies and acne and everything as a kid. It's all because of the food we eat. You see, I don't want to. I don't want to delve and this is rack on and on and on. But the the human form is an herbivorous form. It has a digestive tract that is such to digest plant-based foods. The wolves and the bears and the snakes and whatever that eat flesh, they have different digestive tracts. Human doesn't. But we get conditioned and we do all kinds of stuff and we wind up getting sick and we go to the doctor and he gives us drugs to treat a symptom and not a cause because they don't know how to treat the cause. Okay, so look, the easiest way to die young and suffer chronic, horrible health conditions along the way is basically to eat the wrong foods on a daily basis, to consume chemical toxins that are prescribed by medical doctors for your whole shortened life. And then to believe what you see and hear on television about medicine and what you read in the newspapers about health. And then you top that off with regular flu shots, vaccinations, fluoridated water, and over-the-counter symptom cover-up meds, and then no matter what, you'll still likely suffer from COPD, asthma, arthritis, heart disease, hypertension, cancer, and if you live long enough, Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's. So the one thing that everybody just mentioned all these things has in common it's preventable in spite of the brainwashing by mass media and the medical doctors of America who want nothing more than more sick customers for life <laughs> seriously one of the biggest tricks with toxic food and chemical medicine is to state a lie as if it were the truth and then discuss the details of the lie, if that's all that's left to consider. So let me give you an example, okay? You got health insurance policy. The health insurance policy states that illnesses like arthritis, heart disease, hypertension are incurable, right? And then you have to consider which health insurance policy would best fit you and your family's financial needs. Basically, it's like telling you, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to die of cancer, and since there's no cure, you might as well start picking out which type of chemotherapy works best for you. And another lie would be to have you assume that inflammation is a disease, like hormone imbalance or obesity, so now it's time to choose which medicine works best for you and ask your doctor if it's right for you and your symptoms. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because it's, it's, 
hilarious, but it's not. Health insurance in this country is built around treatments invented by big pharma that prevent and cure absolutely positively without in fact nothing. Okay, you break a leg, you break an arm, you need emergency surgery, insurance is gonna come in handy. You eat processed foods, you eat GMOs on a daily basis, you take prescription meds on a daily basis, you can very well expect more chronic conditions to attack your symptom, your system, no matter what your doctor prescribes, no matter what the surgeon removes, and no matter what the health insurance does or does not cover. It's as simple as that. You think maybe it's time to talk about some positive subjects, ones that the medical industrial complex and the health insurance policies don't want you to even know about? or even understand? Seriously, do you know that arthritis is curable? Seriously, that's just one little thing. There's, there is one exception to the television lies and deceit, and that's Dr. Oz. Now this guy has come out and exposed frauds over the years and covered the poisons in the foods that cause many diseases and disorders, including glyphosate and uh, the carcinogenic herbicide Roundup. And over six years ago, Dr. Oz presented this show called The Six-Week Arthritis Cure, which not only revealed and recommended natural remedies for arthritis, but warned Americans about how more than 16,000 people die every year from arthritis meds that actually accelerate the disease. So relief begins with decreasing inflammation, which helps to repair the joints and restore function. So joint cartilage can be repaired using a combination of glucosamine sulfate, organic sulfur, organic multivitamins, it never ends. And Dr. Oz, he talks about taking boxwella and willow bark and cherries to reverse inflammation. You, you take a walk on the wild side. Go look for hemp seed oil. That'll ramp up your omega-3 intake and get the good fatty acids that your body needs. And then, of course, chronic inflammation is often caused by foods that are high in sodium or salt, like MSG, hydrogenated oils, artificial sweeteners, alcohol, prescription meds, and gluten, which contains tons of toxins itself, usually pesticides, bleach, and chemical-based dough conditioners. And then most of the tap water contains the fluoride and other people's medications. So maybe you think it's time to look into a really good water filtration system? You know what I mean? You, you got, you take a look at the big Berkey. That, I mean, that's out, they're out there, man. And then you, you gotta remember, you gotta exercise for at least 20 minutes a day. 
Look, 100 years ago in America, hardly anybody in this country suffered from heart disease. Why? Because it's preventable and curable with a plant-based diet, no matter what your doctor tells you. So it's, it's easy to cure yours or prevent it from becoming an issue. Seriously. Look, I know there's karma, okay? And sometimes karma gets involved and things are genetic, and no matter what you do, you can't avoid karma. But you got to remember, fried foods clog arteries. Clog arteries lead to strokes and heart attacks and erectile dysfunction and Alzheimer's. And the clogged veins and the arteries cause the heart attacks and the aneurysms. And then the arterial plaque increases the blood pressure. And then the potatoes and the most bread, the buns, the pizza crust, the pitas, tortillas, they soak up the canola oil that's used in them, which turns to sugar in the stomach. And then the modified processed and fried foods don't break down properly in the body. So what they do, they stay in the kidneys, the liver, the intestines, the prostate and the colon for extended period of times, if not forever. And then the gluten, which is the mutant food glue that's used for pizza crust and fried seafood and pre-prepared Chinese foods and corn dogs and crackers and pastries and cakes. I mean, the list is a mile long. Don't you think you should stop clogging your veins and your arteries with junk science and concentrate on organic plant-based foods and watch your heart disease disappear forever? I mean, it's not even rocket science. You know, let, let, me, let me tell you a funny story. I'm in, I'm, I was playing in a couple of softball leagues. And I was in one league was 55 and older, one league was 60 and older. A guy comes up to me and says, this guy was 83 years old and he says, Hey, is the organic sulfur that you sell good for erectile dysfunction? I say, yeah. Just make sure you take it twice a day because it releases oxygen that leaves the body in 12 hours. So you take it 12 a day, your body's in a constant aerobic environment, heals all the cells, yada, yada, yada. So I don't see the guy for a couple of weeks, and then I see him, and I said to him, hey, so... How's, how are you doing with the sulfur? He says, oh, great, man. I see he's taking it twice a day, right? He says, oh, no, I know I'm taking it once a day. I said, no, but you got to take it twice a day to be effective. He says, yeah, I know, but my wife can't handle it. No more erectile dysfunction. The guy became a sex maniac. So anyway, you got, you got high blood pressure, okay? Blood pressure is determined by two things. One, the amount of blood that your heart pumps, and two, the amount of resistance to blood flow that's inside the arteries. You got that? Blood pressure is determined by two things, the amount of blood that your heart pumps and the amount of resistance to blood flow, blood flow that's inside your arteries, in other words, clogged arteries. Animal fat intake sticks to the artery walls and narrows the arteries, reducing the flow. 
So you can experience hypertension from years for this without any symptoms. And according to the DASH diet, people who meet, eat meat only once a week have 23% lower rates of high blood pressure. Those who cut out flesh altogether, except fish, have 38% lower rates. And vegetarians have less than half the rate of the high blood pressure. And the vegans who cut out all the animal protein, all the dairy products, all the fish, all the eggs, and the fat, lower the risk of heart disease by a whopping 75%. And plant-based diets can cure borderline diseases as well. So you gotta ignore the health insurance fables. You gotta stop falling for the tricks. You wanna lose excess weight? You wanna end inflammation? You wanna end arthritis? You wanna end heart disease? Then feed your engine clean fuel. Put in unleaded fuel and your heart and your brain will reward you beyond your greatest expectations. And the good news is you will no longer be a customer for your doctor. So years ago, in 1981 actually in Hawaii, I went on the air. And my first show I had, it's a long story about how I ever made it on the air, but I went on the air. So anyway, my first show was about the cure for arthritis. And it took to get through all the information. It was probably close to four weeks. So about four years later, I'm in a local bank in Hawaii. And a friend of mine sees me and gives me the shocker sign. He says, Hesh, how you doing, brother? And, uh, you know, okay, we, we make friends and yada, yada, yada. And this woman walks up to me, very spry oriental woman. She must have been in her 60s, looked very youthful. And she says to me, excuse me, are you the Mr. Hesh that's on the radio? And I've told this story before. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm from Newark, so I'm a wise guy. And I said, no, nah, it's just plain Hesh, not Mr. Hesh. And she puts her arms around me in the bank, in the lobby of the bank. And she starts crying. And she says, I owe you my life. Now I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't get embarrassed much, but I was a little bit embarrassed because I'm in a very popular bank and there's probably about 30 people in the lobby. And now everybody, including the workers, are all listening to this lady and watching her cry while she's hugging me. So she tells me that she lived in a valley called Palolo Valley. Palolo Valley is such that um, it goes, streets kind of make a, a, a semicircle. And uh, on the streets on both sides, there's lanes that go down into the semicircle. And usually on one lane, you have four houses or three houses on one side, three houses on another side. So this woman told me she lived in Palolo Valley at one of the bottom houses. She could never go for a walk 
because she weighed over 200 pounds. She could only walk with a walker. She had terrible arthritis, and she used to have to take hot baths at night just to relieve the pain so she could sleep in addition to all the meds that she was taking. And she remembered that the last thing I said was, you've tried everything else. So what have you got to lose? Because I was talking about how a change in diet, just like what I talked about today, can affect your health in such a way that it would be beneficial. So she remembered that. You've tried everything else. What do you got to lose? If it doesn't work, just go back to doing what you're doing, you know? So she goes and she be, changes her diet instantly to a vegan diet. And she told me that she weighed about 210, 220 pounds. And she wasn't that big. Maybe she was five foot two, whatever, five foot three. But real trim, she didn't, I mean, she must have weighed about 120 pounds when I saw her, 125 at the most. And she said she instantly changed her diet and she went vegan. In six months, she lost 100 pounds and now she doesn't have to take a walker to walk anymore. And now not only is she walking up her lane past the other houses that are on the lane, but she's now taking long walks around Palolo Valley. So her husband, who had heart disease, <laughs> he is seeing this amazing transformation in his wife. So he decides to get on the bandwagon. So he adopts a vegan diet and within three months, the guy doesn't have heart disease anymore. And this is all happening in a bank with 30 or 40 people in the lobby listening to this lady crying and hugging me. And I'm just so embarrassed, you know. And obviously, it was, it was very nice to hear that. And people came up to me and said, who are you? What, what, how did this happen? And I was able to explain to them that I do a weekly radio show and blah, 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 blah. And I told them a little bit about myself and told them about my website. And, and uh, the rest is history. And that's just one story that I know about. Actually, there was another story that was really funny, too. There was this guy, I, I did a show about constipation. And I explained that if you're constipated, go to a plant-based diet, but at night, take about six prunes every night and soak them in some water. And the next morning, you drink the water and maybe take a little bit of non-fat yogurt and mix that in with some hemp seeds or some flax seeds in your um, the solution you know, the, the prunes, the yogurt, and add a little bit of honey and whatever, maple syrup, and just eat that. Every day, do that. And you'll see that it'll create enormous um, flow through your intestines, and it'll break down constipation. Everything is good. I do the show. I forget about it. Three weeks later, 
local guy calls in. He goes, Brother Hash. I go, yeah. He says, Brother, you remember a couple weeks ago when you do the show, No Doo-Doo? I go, yeah. He says, bro, I went to listen to that show. Huh? I said, yes. He said, bro, I wouldn't go doo-doo once every three weeks. <laughs> it's on the radio live. I said, what? Yeah, I wouldn't go once every three weeks, bro. I get one problem, huh? So I said, so what happened? He said, well, I wouldn't do this stuff with the prunes. Huh? He said, the first three, four days, bro, nothing would happen. He said, the fifth day, I wouldn't get so much gas, nobody want to be around me. He said, the next day, I go doo-doo. I go three times in the morning, I wouldn't go doo-doo. Then I go more doo-doo in the afternoon, I go more doo-doo at night. And after that, I go doo-doo every day. I get no more problem. So the guy basically did the prune thing, started drinking a lot more liquids, started adding a lot more plant-based foods to his diet and didn't have to pay off the mortgage or the Mercedes payments anymore for his doctor. Do you understand? This, this, <laughs> this is life. And whether you believe it or not, you are in charge of your life. You don't have to listen to your neighbor. You don't have to listen to your doctor. You don't have to believe the hype that the pharmaceutical industry tells you that there is no cure for anything and that only you and they can help you to be healthy. Do you understand? Look, man, I, 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 I started doing this radio show in 1981. In 1975, living in Aspen, Colorado, I became a vegetarian. I became vegetarian on a whim. I didn't become vegan, but the only thing that I ate was Dryer's mocha fudge ice cream. I couldn't give it up, but that only lasted about 10 years, and I finally gave it up because then they made Soylicious, which was the non-dairy ice cream, but I don't do that anymore. But yeah, so I became vegetarian on a whim, but I did it, and I stuck with it, and it was very hard because you live in Aspen, Colorado, in the middle of the winter, and you suddenly become a vegetarian and you don't really know anybody who's a vegetarian and you don't know how to do it. You know, it was, it was weird, man. And I migrated to Hawaii and I wound up in Lahaina on Maui and I somehow got a job in a little vegetarian restaurant and one thing led to another and it all fell into place. But I can tell you very easily that if you go to my website, which is www.healthtalkhawaii.com, you can read a lot of articles. You can hear a lot of radio shows. I would suggest also, if you go to the website, a sane, a letter A, 
S-A-M-E-D-I-E-T, asanediet.com. You can read the book that I wrote, parts of the book that I wrote, entitled A Sane Diet for an Insane World. It explains just about everything about the standard American diet that you need to know and why it should not be a part of your regimen. I mean, if somebody would have told me when I was growing up in Newark and I was very active in the 50s and 60s in high school and college that I would write a book about a plant-based diet, I would have told them that they had their head up their butt. Seriously. Because I, back then, I would, I would never have the vision to even think that something like that would be ever possible for me to even think about, let alone accomplish. But the world works in very interesting ways. And it all boils down to, like I said in the beginning, the choices that we make, why we vote for somebody, why we choose certain colors, why we wear certain types of materials, why we choose certain friends, why we choose certain foods. Choice is very important as long as you make the right one. But then who's to say what's right? If I say something is right and you say something is right, then you're gonna accuse me of judging you for doing something wrong. But you can't argue with scientific facts. You, you can't argue with the studies that have been put out. You can't argue with the fact that the human form is supposed to eat plant-based foods because it breaks down with the saliva and it's easily ingested because it's alkaline and the saliva is alkaline. When you eat flesh foods, you're eating acidic foods. The alkaline saliva does nothing with the acidity. So what you wind up doing is you swallow the muscle that you're chewing on. We just got done talking about clogged arteries. We just got done talking about restricted blood flow. This doesn't happen when you eat plant-based foods. It only happens when you eat flesh-based foods. And fish is no different. It's still a muscle. The only problem is it's got more pesticides and more toxic waste and more fluoride and more radiation and more PCBs and more whatevers than what you're going to get. At least they're not fed GMOs, but who knows when people go through the waste system and all that stuff flows down into the rivers and the streams and the oceans. And then you got oil spills. I mean, how can you in the right, in, in your right mind, eat anything? <laughs> anyway, that, you know, I'm ready to do another hour, but that ain't gonna work. So all I'm trying to do is give you information. Information that you're not gonna get from the mainstream media because it goes against your advertising dollars. Information that 
in Hawaii, I would go to the TV stations. They interview local authors. And they all say, oh, let us see your book. I give them the book. I never hear back. And I call them and, I, and they say, oh, I, 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 I say, why? Because it goes against your advertising dollars. And all of a sudden, they hang up on me. This is life. But I do what I do because, as I see it, we're all related. We all have the same father. But we're all related, and I said, it's all brothers and sisters, so all I'm trying to do is help my family. Anyway, he says with a straight face, George Harrison is doing this thing. I think I only got about a minute left, if I'm lucky. So I don't want to overdo it. I just want to say thank you very much for allowing me the time to talk to you and bring out information. Maybe it's as tasteful as it is to you, but I'm never going to stop. So until next week, aloha. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is November 9th, 2016. It's Wednesday, and it's uh, about seven minutes after 3 p.m. because it is Wednesday, and on Wednesdays, Health Talk is on at 2 p.m., and I am on at 3 p.m. So here it is, and here I are. And if you'd like to be on the show, and it turns out that everything I told you there about when it is, and that is happening where you are, we're live, and you can call in 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. Call in, let us know what you think about what happened last night. Yeah, that's right. Donald Trump won the election. You know, I am uh, I am thrilled, absolutely happy, that Hillary Clinton lost. Okay? I, and that's the best I can do for you, folks. Uh, and I am more than happy and willing to give Donald Trump a fair chance. Okay? Really. More than happy to give Donald Trump a fair chance. However, I'm not a fool. And I'm 55 years old, and I've seen this before. Okay? You know, let's look at some very popular people that, you know, weren't really supposed to win. I mean, hey, it, it, now we look back and go, oh, yeah, well, Ronald Reagan, big deal. You know, he was a huge uh, uh, deal. He did two terms, very popular, yada, yada. Well, yeah, he was an outsider, and he wasn't supposed to win, really. But he did. But Donald, I mean, uh, Ronald Reagan made a lot of promises that he never kept. As a matter of fact, most of the promises he made, he never kept. And he did some very bad... As a matter of fact, you want to know why the economy's in where it's at? Ronald Reagan started that. That's right. When he started to dismantle the Sherman Act, when he started to dismantle the, play, the, the, the laws that were put into place to keep the Wall Street criminals under control so they don't you know, start another Great Depression like they did in 1929, we started rolling down the hill. Ronald Reagan also gave illegal aliens amnesty. Okay, let's not forget this, okay? Everybody was all jazzed up about him, too. But sorry, you know, I've been around too long, man. You fool me one time, that's, uh, you're a bad boy, you shouldn't have done that. But you fool me twice... I'm an idiot, okay? And I'm not getting fooled again. Oh, I'm willing to give the guy a chance because he said a lot of things I like. And then he said a lot of things I really don't care about. Okay, I don't care how he talks about people in private. Look, I don't care I don't care what he does in private. I don't care what any of them do in private. I don't care what the celebrities do in private. I don't care what you do in private. I don't want to know about it. Okay, just do your job. Whatever your job is, just do your job. And why should anybody care what you think or what you do on your spare time? Okay? Who cares? But it's the do-your-job part that concerns me, all right? Now, anybody can, well, not anybody, but, you know, there have been politicians that can get up there and give fantastic speeches and get everybody all, 
you know, worked up and cheering and all that, or angry, whichever way, but they never really accomplish anything. Oh, let's uh, point to Ron Paul, perhaps, okay? Hey, a lot of what Ron Paul says is absolutely on point. A lot of what he says isn't. But when Ron Paul talks about the economy, he's pretty much right on point. But what did he ever accomplish about it? Nothing. You know, so look, I'm, I'm maybe I'm too goal-oriented, huh? But I want to see things done. And not things you've decided, well, now I'm in power, I can do these things. No, I want to see the things you promised us. I want to see those things done. I want to see the border slammed shut, okay? I want to see a big-ass wall on the southern border. I want to see military bases built along the southern border. I want to see the United States military brought home from the 140 countries they're in and put on the southern border. And maybe put some on the Canadian border, too. I mean, come on, protect this country. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Not enforcing bankers, uh, you know, profit-making schemes all around the world. And that's what they're doing right now. That's what they've been doing for decades. And I don't really care who pays for the wall. But Trump said he's going to make Mexico pay for the wall. They say they're not good. Hey, I just read yesterday to you that 27 years or something, we've had a trade deficit ever since NAFTA. Ever since NAFTA passed, the only year after NAFTA that we did not have a humongous trade deficit with Mexico was the very first year it was in effect, which meant it wasn't really in effect yet. It just, you know, it just started. After that, it's gotten worse and worse every stinking year. Oh, fine. You don't want to pony up? You don't want to voluntarily pay for it? Tell you what I'm going to do there, Julio. I'm going to slap a tariff on you. So all that trade you're doing with the United States, it's going to cost you now. And your products aren't going to be any cheaper than the United States products. So, gee, if I have a choice of paying the same amount of money for something made in the United States... And listen, folks, the days of, oh, uh, you know, if it's made in the USA, it's a better quality product. Those days have been long gone, folks. Oh, sure. You know, you could say, well, I bought this uh, thing from the USA that was great quality. Yeah, and you pay probably uh, 50 times more than you would anywhere else. And there are also great products made in other countries, too. Just the majority of everything made is crap these days, and that's the way it is. That's what's happened because, see, they they cut corners and they just throw stuff out because they know you'll buy it. Everything's disposable because that's what keeps the economy going. Everything rolls when everything's disposable. Things slow down when things are built well and they last for a long time because you're not buying more things. And you might think, yeah, well... And it's not just buying. It's also disposing of. There's a whole industry out there, man, for, you know, recycling and, uh, you know, refuse uh, disposal, all that. There's a huge industry out there. Just ask the mob in New York how profitable 
it is to run sanitation in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Because that's who runs sanitation in New York City, is the criminal mob, uh, we call them unions. Yeah. But the thing is, the economy has been built to depend on disposability. Why? Because they need constant growth. Why? Because they've got a Ponzi scheme going. And that is the nature of a Ponzi scheme, folks. You always, always have to have new people coming in at the bottom or else the top will crush the whole scheme. That's why they're illegal, because you're always going to eventually run out of people and the thing is going to come crashing down. There are fundamental changes that need to be made in our economy that I, you know, hey, like I said, I'm willing to give Donald Trump, you know, the support to go ahead and do that. But if he doesn't do that, then what's the point? The education, the Department of Education, if that's still standing in four years, I'll consider it another campaign lie. Look, and, and you might think, well, what do you, you just, you just don't want the children educated. No, I do want the children educated. That's why the Department of Education needs to go away. It needs to be disbanded. And everybody involved with it needs to be banned from ever working in any education field whatsoever. Ever. Because what they have done is they have dumbed down the American people. They have completely created a few generations of functional idiots. These are people that can do their job, they can get back and forth from work and home, and they can drink and eat and all that, but they can't think, okay? They have no critical thinking skills. Because that's, those muscles in their head have atrophied because they have never been challenged to do any critical thinking. You come to school, we'll pour the propaganda into your head, and then you wander off and tell everybody how smart you are and what you know. And it's nothing but parroting what your communist teacher at the school has taught you. We have fundamental problems in our education system, and most of it comes out of the Department of Education. Because, quite frankly, most people in most communities do not want this crap taught to their children. They don't want first graders learning how to put rubbers on cucumbers, okay? They don't want their third graders being read books about how Johnny has two mommies. They don't want that crap, okay? They want the children to be able to pray if they want to pray. No, no, I don't think anybody's in favor of making people pray. But if you want to, why shouldn't you be allowed to? Most communities want that. And that's where the schools should be run, in the community, at your school district. Okay? You've got the school districts already. You've got your local board of educations. You've got your PTAs locally. It's all local, local, local. So how do things get so screwed up? Because your school administrators are sitting there in their fancy office waiting to get in their fancy Mercedes to go drive home to their fancy mansion because they're sucking up all this federal money pushing the federal agenda. Because if you take the federal money, you've got to take the federal agenda. You take the Department of Education out of this, 
And then local communities got to make their own decisions based on what they want. And you know what? If you live in a community where, you know, everybody's a communist and they want all this stuff taught, then fine. Teach your children how to put rubbers on cucumbers. Teach your children about how Johnny has two mommies. You know, if that's what you want for your children, go ahead. But the rest of us will teach the children how to read, write, do arithmetic, and think. Do some problem solving. Some critical thinking exercises. Teach them science and history and music. Let them play sports and actually keep score. Let them learn what it's like to lose. Because you know what, folks? That's really the benefit of sports. Sure, there's lots of benefits with sports. You know, you learn how to be on a team. You learn how to be a part of something. You learn how to have a goal. But you also learn how to lose. Because you really don't have to learn how to win, okay? Winning's easy. I mean, everybody likes to win. What's hard about that? Losing, though, you know, that's something that you're going to do in life. You're going to lose from time to time. And the first time you do, it's a big shock. It's a big letdown. It really kind of sucks. But you know what? You've got to learn how to deal with it. And it's best to learn how to do it when you're a child rather than when you're an adult. And they have even taken that away from the children. Oh, no, we're going to play sports, but nobody's going to keep score because we don't want the little darlings who lost to feel bad. So we're just going to let everybody play. We're not going to keep score, and everybody's going to get a trophy just for being here. Oh, that's a bunch of BS, folks. That doesn't teach children anything except mediocrity. Okay? You don't have to be good. You just have to show up. Is that really what you want your children to to learn? And where is this coming from? It's coming from the federal government. It's coming from the universities that are funded by the federal government through the Department of Education. It needs to stop. Now, I'm not saying all the money that the federal government's been piling into the schools needs to stop. It needs to slow down. It needs to be tapered off. I mean, they need to have like a 10-year plan to say, okay, look, next year, even though the Department of Education isn't going to be here dictating to you what you're going to do for this money, you're just going to get the money. No strings attached. But next year, it gets cut down by 10%. The year after that, it gets cut another 10%. Yeah. And you know what? It's up to the local school boards to to decide where those cuts are going to be coming from. You're going to keep paying your administrators $200,000 a year while your teachers are making maybe 40, 50, 60, 70, depending on how long they've been there? I mean, honestly, folks, really. You're going to pay your janitor, you know, 70 grand a year? You're going to have to decide locally, hey, every year, 10%, what are we going to cut? See, if it's left locally, I doubt the people who have children at school are going to say, well, uh, let's cut out books. Let's cut out computers. Uh, Let's cut out, let's fire a bunch of teachers. Let's, uh, you know, uh, 
Oh, but we got well, we got to give the administrator a raise because he's a big deal after all. School administrator, what happened to the principal running the school? When I went to grammar school, the the end of the line was the principal and the school board. What's the administrator? What are they? What where'd they come from? Well, they're there to administer federal money and to make sure that the rules that the federal government has put down in order to get that money are followed. Has to stop, folks, because if we don't start teaching our children, this victory will be hollow because it will be the last one we ever have. You can't keep growing idiots and expect you know, oh, well, we're going to have an intelligent election. No, you're not. You can't keep raising children to think all they got to do is show up and then expect a generation to come out and say, hey, we want good paying jobs. We want good trade deals. We want this to be fair so we can make it. No, they're going to sit there and say, no, I want a handout. I want things. Why? Because I'm here. I showed up. I should get my trophy, which is my welfare check and my food stamps. You can't keep growing those type of people and expect, you know, that, oh, everything will work out. All we need is a good candidate. No. I mean, everybody recognizes the problem of, oh, man, we can't keep having all these, uh, you know, third world troglodytes coming in here and, uh, you know, with their, what they like to call culture, it's going to destroy America. Well, you know, it's it's like homegrown idiocy. Yeah, illegal immigration is a problem. But the public schools are a far bigger problem than even illegal immigration. They're both problems, though. And you know what, folks? Nobody wants to see anybody dragged out of their house and all this stuff dragged through the streets, cops kicking in doors. Nobody wants to see that in America. And it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And, oh, you know what? i got to get to this one thing here because it's just so, so fitting here. Because, uh... All right, before break, I'll do this here. Uh, you know, all these uh, celebrities. It's funny, too. I, I just watched a clip earlier from that pig uh, on the... Uh, oh, my, did I call her a pig? I must be a misogynist. Or she's a pig. Joy Behar. Or Joe... Jay, what is it? Jay Behar? Is that how you say it? Oh, must be a Freudian slip. Anyway... She was criticizing, like, how, you know, how could Trump be legitimate, basically, because, well, you look at all these things, and, you know, hardly any celebrities are, are supporting him. <laughs> so that's supposed to mean something, what these dirtbag celebrities think is supposed to mean something to somebody? Oh, who's my favorite celebrity supporting? Who cares? See, that goes along the whole thing. Do your job. Look, if you're an actor and you do a good job acting and the movie is good, I'm happy to see your movie. I don't care if you're a stinking communist, lesbian, homo, whatever. 
I don't want to know what you do in your spare time. If you're a good actor and it's a good movie, great. I'll watch the movie. I'll enjoy it. But don't make me know you. Who cares what these people think? That's like saying, well, Joe Blow, four houses down, he believes this, so that's what I've got to do because, well, you know, he's, well, he's just Joe Blow, four uh, you know, doors down from your house. What, what, why is what he thinks less important than what some celebrity thinks? I mean, honestly, folks. This is part of the education problem. They are taught in school to idolize these dirtbags. Now, here we go. 23 celebrities that say they'll leave the country if Trump wins. Write this down and start sending letters, folks, and saying, are you still here? Why are you still here? Get the hell out. You said you'd go. Now go. Amy Schumer. Oh, Amy Schumer is supposedly a comedian. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, she's a moron. Child, okay? Oh, and, and it was her little uh, thing where Madonna offered everybody who votes for uh, Hillary Clinton oral sex, uh, but then she reneged on it. And even offering that is uh, a federal crime. It's an election violation, but uh, who, who cares, huh? Yeah, Amy Schumer recently told the BBC Newsnight that anyone who doesn't like Hillary Clinton is uninformed. She went on to say that she would move to Spain if Trump was elected. Yeah, good. See you then. Bye-bye. John Stewart? Yeah, he's another one. He says he's going to move to another planet. I would consider getting in a rocket and going to another planet because clearly this planet's gone bonkers. You know what? And I would consider locking his ass in a rocket and sending him into space. I think that's just fine. Bye-bye, Johnny. Chelsea Handler, who I, I, I have no idea who that is. Apparently she's a comedian. Uh, yeah, she's also moving to Spain. Okay. Or was it Spain? Oh, no, no, no. She's the one moving to Spain. Uh, oh, no. I guess both of them are moving to Spain. Spain's going to be a real unfunny place when these two losers get there. But she says, uh, Chelsea's handler says, I did buy a house in another country just in case. So all these people that threaten to leave country and then don't, I will leave the country. Well, bye-bye. See ya, Chelsea. Bye. Now, I don't even know how to say this name. Nevy, N-E-V-E, Nevy Campbell. She's an actress, House of Cards. She says she's moving to Canada. Now, listen to what she said. This is, this is an education problem, folks. This is what I'm talking about. She said his honesty is terrifying. His honesty is terrifying. So honesty is terrifying. Gee, I think the Bible has something to say about people who don't love the truth, doesn't it? How about Barry Diller? He's the founder of IAC Interactive. 
If Donald Trump doesn't fall, I'll either move out of the country or join the resistance. Well, either way, you know, move out of the country or join the resistance, because then you'll be a target. And I'd enjoy that. Leon Dunham. Yeah, there you go. She's moving to Vancouver, and I say she can't move out of here fast enough. She says, I know a lot of people have been threatening to do this, but I really will. Well, what's the holdup? You know, have you left yet? How about Keegan-Michael Kay? He's the supposed star of Key and Peel, which I, who knows? Yeah, he's moving to Canada. It's easy. It's like 10 minutes from Detroit, and that's where I'm from. Good. Don't come back either. Choli Savenji, actress and guest star in Portlandia. Uh, she says she's going to move to Nova Scotia. See ya. Al Sharpton, well, see, oh, Al's got some good reasons to move out of the country, like to avoid incarceration, because Al Sharpton is a criminal who should be convicted and, gone, and put to jail. If Donald Trump is the nominee, I'm open to support anyone, while I'm also reserving my ticket out of here if he wins. Well, you know what? Somebody show old Al to the airport. Natasha Leone, Orange is the new black actress. Where would she move? Well, to a mental hospital, where she ought to be in the first place. But she says, I'll move to a mental hospital for a while because you're like, why is this happening? Uh-huh. Eddie Griffin, he's supposedly another comedian. Uh, he's going to move to Africa. Yeah, he's good at making money, but he's ignorant. If Trump wins, I'm moving to Africa. See ya. Spike Lee, everybody knows him. Where would he move? Brooklyn. <laughs> that's kind of funny if Trump wins he'll be moving back to the Republic of Brooklyn <laughs> Amber Rose she's a model I can't even think about it I'm moving I'm out I can't and I'm taking my son with me good take all your friends with you too Samuel Jackson you've heard of him that's too bad too because you know he's he's played some really good roles he's an example of I think he's a good actor, but obviously he's an idiot. But who cares if he's an idiot? As long as he does his job, that's all I care about. He has to say this. He's running on popularity. Come on, let's just, come on, just let it go. <laughs> really? Running on popularity, gosh. These are the same people who keep squealing about our democracy, our democracy. And then they complain when somebody's running on popularity. All right, what? Cher? Yeah, she's going to move to Jupiter. Hey, maybe she can get in that spaceship with uh, Jon Stewart. And he can drop her off on his way to uh, whatever he's going to. Or maybe they can both go to Jupiter. George Lopez. Now, here we go, and this is where I'm going to stop because I'm already over, but I wanted to get to this one, and there's more to come when we come back on this list because I really do like lists, and uh, I especially like this list today. Uh, George Lopez. He's a comedian. Most of you know him. He says this, and I want you to listen to this, because remember where I started. Nobody wants to see doors kicked in and people dragged down the street, okay, out, out of the country. I don't care if they're illegal aliens. Nobody wants to see that, man. Not in America. 
quote, if he wins, he won't have to worry about immigration. We'll all go back. Oh, snap. Really? Is that that some kind of threat? Hell, that's what we all want. Anyway, we'll be back in a bit. And, hey, guess what? I'm dedicating this song to Hillary Clinton. I'm dedicating both songs. Okay? Both songs. Going into the break and coming back from the break to Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats out there. Can 
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices.
a little ditty from us deplorables out here for the witch from the east over there. <laughs> anyway, listen, folks, it is Wednesday, November 9th, 2016, about 345 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live, 800-932-1980, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Now, yes, like I said at the beginning, I'm thrilled Hillary Clinton lost. I'm more than happy to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt and, hey, let's see if you fulfill your promises. Because if you don't, you know, I'm sorry, we're not friends. You're, you're an employee now, okay? You... <laughs> You filled out the application, and you said, these are the things I want to do, and we said, good, do it. Now it's time to put up or shut up. And it ain't going to be easy because these guys ain't done. Listen, folks, it's a couple of weeks before the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, oh, Electoral College uh, actually vote for president because nobody's actually voted for president yet. You realize that? Your popular vote only voted Democrat or Republican. And then that gives them the opportunity for the Democrat or the Republican Party to send their delegates to go vote. And that's how it works. So, uh, you know, this ain't over. Now, I've got something. Where is it here? That I want to play for you because you, you need to hear this. And we'll get back to the list in a second. Because uh, you need to know these people so you can encourage them to, hey... Wait a minute, you said you'd get the hell out if he won, so now get the hell out. Because these are people that we don't need in this country. And they're the ones that said they want to leave. So I say, we encourage them, get out. You said you'd go, now go. Or are you a lying Democrat, just like the one that lost? Hmm. But, how's about George Soros? Now I want you to listen to this, okay? It's, it's not all that clear. But listen closely. Because we are the small minority of extremists. And so we are all uh, uh, moved, moving in that direction. And, and uh, while I, I don't think that Donald Trump has any chance of being uh, uh, elected, uh, I think it's all uh, it's going to lead to a, a, a landslide for Donald Trump in the popular vote, not in the electoral vote, because they're paid political an uh, announcements will have a, a big role. And so the electoral thing will be closer, but the popular vote will be a, a, a landslide. Not in the electoral vote, because their paid political uh, announcements will have... Okay, paid political uh, uh, announcements. Really? The electors are paid political announcements? That doesn't make any sense. The old senile fool there, see, he uh, was going to say something else. Paid political uh, announcements? Is he having the same problems Hillary Clinton's having? Uh, can't, can't remember what he was just saying five seconds ago? 
Or is he just realizing, uh-oh, I don't want to say paid political hacks, paid political operatives, paid political, uh-oh, that would, <laughs> no, no. So you see, George Soros is aware of the Electoral College. He is a billionaire who doesn't mind spending his money to try to undermine American politics. But, hey, how wrong could he be? Because the popular vote was certainly no landslide. I mean, this thing was pretty close to 50-50. I mean, Hillary Clinton might even have a little edge in the popular vote. But, you know, as is very clear, the popular vote is basically, you know, doesn't matter. You just got to win the states and you got to get the electorals, uh, the electors, and that's what you do. That's how this has always been run. It's not unfair. It's not, you know, it's not straight democracy. It was never supposed to be. But anyway, so this isn't over, folks. You know, we, we still have quite some time, and then it's not over after that. Listen, I didn't get to live through this except as a baby. Well, not actually a baby. Well, I guess a baby, a toddler at least, but John F. Kennedy, you know, when he was elected, that was a surprise. Everybody figured, you know, Eisenhower's vice president would become president, and he didn't. Kennedy got in there, and everybody was thrilled. Everybody was happy. There was an upbeat, positive attitude in America, and then they killed him. Okay? We still have to deal with that. And and folks, I look, a lot of you are not going to like this, but I'm sorry. Again, we go back to the look. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We cannot allow another Kennedy thing to happen again. And And really, you might say, well, how is it we could stop them from doing that? Well, there's no guarantee we can stop them from doing that. But what we can do is make it very clear... If you do this, we know who it is. We know it's the George Soroses, the Warren Buffetts, the, the, the uh, Rothschild family. We know it's the insiders in the Republican Party billionaires. We know it's the Bushes and the Clintons and all their supporters. We know it's you. And if you do this, we're going to come for you. And we're going to chop your heads off. And we're going to chop your children's heads off. And we're going to stick them on pikes so everybody can see that don't ever do this again. Because that's the only thing, folks, is to make them fear their decisions. Because if they don't fear the American people chasing them down and killing them and their whole family, they will kill the president. Like they have in the past. Like they do now. They just haven't killed the American president. But they run around the world killing presidents. Oh, they'll call them dictators. They'll call them tyrants. They'll call them whatever they want to call them just because, oh, well, we killed him and he was bad. Why? Because we said he was bad. Well, what'd he do to you? Nothing, but he's bad. Oh, okay, there, there you go, that's it. Keep in mind, folks, this isn't over. I mean, great, you know, you had your celebrations last night. Now, it, get to work. You gotta let those people know. Listen, you try it, and we will come for you. 
And you also got to let Donald Trump know that, listen, you made us promises and we're holding you to them. You know, or else we never will get any of it. We'll just sit here and we'll be all disappointed once again, just like we were last time everybody voted for Republicans. Oh, just vote for, oh, the problem is, see, we need the House, we need the Senate, we need you to vote for us, and if you do, we'll stop Obamacare. Oh, we'll stop this illegal immigration thing. Oh, we'll do this and we'll do that, and we didn't do anything. Okay, nothing. The Republicans did nothing except fund Obamacare and allow Obama to, 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 to what? They let Obama get on TV and tell him, uh, illegal aliens that they should vote and don't worry, there'll be no repercussions? They sat there and let the FBI bamboozle them? They sat there? Why isn't Uba, uh, Uma Abedin, why isn't Hillary Clinton in contempt of Congress right now? She clearly lied to them. She said, oh, I didn't know anything about it until I saw it on the news. Abedin said the same thing. Obama said the same thing. They all said it, and they all lied. The emails prove it. Abedin lied to the FBI. How come she's not in chains? Don't think it can't happen again, folks. It can. It's happened every time since. I've been paying attention. But where we leave off, George Lopez, that's right. If he wins, he don't have to worry about immigration. We'll all go back. Well, get get packing, Pally. Get packing. you got a couple of months. Barbara Streisand? <laughs> She's going to move to Australia or Canada. Thank God. Thank God. Get the hell out of this country, lady. He has no facts. I don't know. I can't believe it. I'm either coming to your country, Australia, if you'll let me in, or Canada. I wouldn't let her in if I was you, but then again, Australia has fallen so far down on its face, it's not even funny. Raven Simone, uh, she's one of the hosts of The View. She says she's moving to Canada. My confession for this election is if any Republican gets nominated, I'm going to move to Canada with my entire family. I already have my ticket. Oh, great. Goodbye. Whoopi Goldberg, another one. I don't want it to be America. Maybe it's time for me to move, you know? Yeah, I think so. It is. I'm 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 sure it's time for you to move. Uh, Omari Hardwick. He's an actor in power, whatever that is. I'll move from Denver to Italy if Donald Trump wins the presidency. I'm out. Well, see ya. Miley Cyrus. My heart is broken into a thou- into a hundred thousand pieces. I am moving if this is my president. I don't say things I don't mean. Well, get the hell out, you little whore. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know who she is. I can't imagine what the country would be with Donald Trump as our president. Now it's time now it's time for us to move to New Zealand. Goodbye. Amy Schumer, we already know she's moving to Spain. Katie Hopkins, she's a British columnist. <laughs> okay, this is a little different. Uh, Katie Hopkins is a British columnist, and she says, if Donald Trump wins the race to the White House, I'm moving to America. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. All right, hurrah for her. You know, it's just. I look. I I I want to be positive about this. I mean, I want to be upbeat. I am, but because I am thrilled, Hillary Clinton lost. Because that would be a disaster. It really would be. But, you know, we got to see. And I'm telling you, folks, you know, the love fest with Donald Trump is fine. But you've also got to make it very clear, look, we expect you to follow through with the promises you have made. Slam the southern border shut. Build the wall. Deport the Muslims. Yeah. Now, these Muslims, see, they didn't crawl across the border. The United States government flew them in here. They need to be deported. You got troubles in your own country? Well, take care of them. Or die trying. It's not our problem. See ya. You're not bringing your crap here. These are promises he made. I expect them to be fulfilled. He said he'd get us out of NAFTA. He said he'd make better trade deals. I expect that to happen. You know, I I mean, honestly, folks, these things have to happen. Or we don't have a nation. You know one thing I'd like to see, too? I'd like to see English made the official language of the United States of America. And that doesn't mean you can't speak any language you want walking down the street. It doesn't even mean you can't open a business where all your clerks speak whatever. Let's just say Spanish. Great, they all speak Spanish. That's fine. So you're going to alienate everybody that speaks English, and, and you figure you can run your business on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.